Cozy Zone friends, Ben Weber here. I am sitting at my desk in my room that won't be my room for that much longer. Nicolette and I are moving. Um, We have been living happily in our apartment uh, for a while, uh, for for over a year, Um, but we decided that it might be nice to to go out and forge our own existence ourselves in, in a place just for us. We've been sharing the space with Alana, which has been wonderful. But now it's time to start our own life. Uh, I was talking to my dad about the apartment, and I noted that you know this was the first time we had really... Um, you know, done the entire process all by ourselves in the past. Uh, just because rents are crazy, I had had to ask my father to be the guarantor of my apartment, which is fine, you know. But this time, you know, it it was it was my credit, my income, all of the things that I think about a lot. Uh, in terms of my own identity as a, an autonomous adult. And, uh, you know, it felt really great uh, when he said that. It made me it made me feel seen and acknowledged. Uh, so thanks, Dad. Thanks for, for saying so. I, I feel really go- good about it. Uh, the place is going to be beautiful. We're going to make it cozy, of course. Um, so it'll be interesting, listeners, to sense if there's any difference between our place on Ocean Avenue and our place on Foster Avenue. Uh, that being said, uh, this coming Saturday is going to be moving day. Um, if any of you are uh, around Brooklyn, uh, you know, let me know if you're around, and I- I'd love uh, you to pitch in. There's going to be, of course, uh, pizza and beer to uh, make it worth your while, and of course, you know, you get an inside look into our lives. Um, yeah, want to help us move? Check out uh, Twitter at Cozy Zones. Uh, check out Instagram at Ben Weber Projects. Give me an email, ben at smashtype.com. And of course, go to benweberprojects.com for all of your beautiful internet Cozy Zone interactions. Uh, also, can you like the page on Facebook, the Cozy Zone Foundation? Uh, of course, the Cozy Zone Foundation is the exclusive sponsor of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber. Um, they provide uh, billions and billions of dollars to realize fabulous collaborative art projects. So give them a like on Facebook. It'll do more good than you know. This episode, episode 31 with Billy Schultz, is very special. Uh, we talk about moving a lot. Billy uh, is a colleague of mine. He's a teaching artist at the organization where I work. And we got to know each other uh, through uh, through that and through uh, some collaboration, some creative collaboration. I've seen a lot of his work. Um, I've participated in uh, his project Dance Move Daily recently, which uh, you should check out on YouTube. And um, yeah, he's a he's a fabulous human being, a tall man, uh, 
he has uh, tattoos on his joints uh, to make it look like he is a marionette puppet. That didn't uh, come out in the podcast, but that's important for uh, you to picture when you're picturing our conversation. Um, yeah, Billy has moved uh, from Connecticut to Santa Cruz uh, to, uh, I think, uh, Costa Rica or Honduras, maybe. Um, he's moved all over the, the world and the country, and uh, each time he has it, it seems to have really had an enormous impact on his identity formation, and it, it's relevant now because I'm thinking about how will this move right now just down the street to the Newkirk stop change my identity. Um, I can't wait to find out. I think it's going to be really lovely. You know, I'm thinking about our apartment again, and it's really this lovely, clean slate, this this blank canvas onto which Nicolette and I will be able to paint uh, our life for ourselves just the way we want it. Um, and I, I am super excited about that. There's going to be a lot of yoga and art making. Uh, of course, you know, a special altar area for Cozy Zone recordings. Um, yeah, it's it's super exciting. Um, I have to tell you, so, so Billy, uh, Billy's Cozy Zone happens early in the morning, um, similar to, to right now. It's early in the morning. I've, I've been uh, fueled up by coffee a little bit. Um, so I actually, I slept over. Uh, at Billy's place. Uh, thank you, Billy. Uh, Danny Townsend came over, the the composer of the Cozy Zone themes, uh, and we had a beautiful bros night uh, the night before we got up and did our Cozy Zone uh, at what we're calling Billy's Morning Window. Um, it's a delightful conversation. Billy is a fascinating human being, um, a a true visionary artist. Um, He's inspiring. He's exciting. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to continuing the relationship that was strengthened over this past weekend uh, when we did a cozy zone. Uh, so, listeners, please enjoy this installation of Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, Episode 31, Billy Schultz at the Morning Window. Good morning, Billy. Good morning, Ben. We're we're doing our morning show. We are. Uh, welcome to your cozy zone. Thanks, thanks. I haven't uh, ever had company in it before. This is a huge honor for me. It's fun for me. Yeah, it's really fun for me too. We got we got everything we need. We got got our coffee. Thank you for that. Cheers. Well, let's see if we can coffee. We cheers. Can get a little chink. Yeah. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Very nice. Oh. Runny nose. It's pretty strong coffee. Yeah, I like it. Billy, can you tell us about where we are right now? I can. We are. We're on Fifth Avenue in South Park Slope. We're sitting, Brooklyn, sitting at a window, um, facing east, and we're right. My I'm, I have a room, bedroom. Uh, that's about set, like maybe seven feet wide by I don't know twelve feet, whatever this is, and it and it just looks out over on the street. This is this is my cozy zone. Yeah, and uh, there's this this perfectly hewn piece of wood that's uh, that's acting as a desk or a table, 
Um, and what is what is this uh, container here over over by me? These are these are frames that I grabbed out of the trash like ten years ago. Uh, I just need. To, they're kind of. I thought, oh, this would be cool. I could oh, put yeah. something in here, and then it just sat and collected dust. Yeah, right here they are. But so that they're in a place of honor. Well, I was cleaning yesterday. I see. Yeah. So, I see. So I actually would like to move them. Oh, sure. Yeah. And put them over here. Yeah. But but this is I try to keep it clean because um, it's just nice to wake up to like a clean a clean space. I totally I totally hear you. I have so much trouble keeping my spaces clean. Um. Are you? Do you identify as a neat and tidy person? Um, I feel like I have spaces that I keep clean and spaces that I let go crazy. You got the sniffles. I do. Yeah, early morning sniffles. Um, this is one of the ones that I try to keep clean, but the rest, I don't know. What do you think? Is this, does this room look tidy? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm actually pretty struck by how tidy everything is. You know. It, it seems like, I mean, I have to say one of the most impressive features of your place, and we can get into it when we will, but is the, the walk-through tool and the building supply shelf. Literally, it looks like it, it has all of the component parts that you need to make any anything happen. Superconductor. Yeah. Yeah. Or diorama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we have uh, we have a lot of tools. We have tools and we have craft supplies. Yeah. That have like you know when you need that one that one thing, but they only sell thirty of them. Yeah. So you end up just with twenty nine things. Oh. And you're like, what am I gonna do with this? So you buy Tupperware. <laughs> you put it in Tupperware. So there's a lot of stuff like that. Oh, the, Jesus. Wait, what do you? I guess I don't understand when you like you need one one, or, yeah, one like, thing and there are thirty. Yeah, like uh, last night we were, we were hanging out with Danny. Yeah, and he needed a oh yeah a he, little bolt oh, thing a wing oh, nut. He needed a little wash uh, a wash lock nut lock nut. And if you go to the store, they only sell probably like a pack that has oh, ten. Oh, I, I see. So then you like, put that one on, and then you have you I, don't want to throw them away. I see what you're but. saying. Yeah, that's really hard. If only they sold things individually always, there'd be less clutter. But there there's less momentum to to then, you know, build something with the other ones. Like I think with the extra stuff, I don't know if you feel this way, but you are you inspired? I mean, you you keep stuff around that inspires you. Yeah. Yeah. Some like sometimes you get the idea after you have all the extra crap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you need to like elegantly dig yourself out of all the crap that you have. Right. And like so you make, you know, you glue lock nuts to picture frames. Do you do that? No, but you could. I could, yeah. Well, when I grabbed those picture frames, I didn't, I didn't have pictures to put in them. Right, right. But I was you just like, oh, I'll, I'll eventually have some kind of pictures. But they made themselves here, which feels meaningful. It feels like that it's fresh in your mind. That you know, maybe we can find some pictures. It's now it, like it's on my mind. It feels like a mission to fill those frames with something. Yeah. What would you fill them with? Um, I feel like there are four. There are four. I, uh, Space for four. I would say, uh, you know, you through the ages. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see pictures of a young Billy Schultz. Oh, that's who I'm with this morning. 
listeners. Did we, we not say that? No, not yet. Oh. I, yeah, I'm, Billy, it's it's early in the morning. Also, something we didn't say. Wait, hold on. What time is it? Uh, seven fifteen. Seven fifteen a.m. on a Sunday. Very good. Very good. Um, you know, so Billy, I remember talking about the cozy zone for the first time with you, uh, waiting to go teach a lesson, uh, for the, the theater where we work, Mm -hmm. uh, where we're coworkers and, and friends and now colleagues or colleagues. And yeah, I distinctly remember this is exactly what you, uh, you predicted that this is your cozy zone early in the morning. And, uh, it it felt great. I actually slept over last night. A slumber cake, party. Slumber party. We had, we, we had dinner. We played music. We, 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 uh, ate brownies. Mm-hmm. It was like a legitimate, yeah. like, like, uh, like guy night. Yeah. It was super nice. Yeah. Guy night. Oh. Yeah, I don't have enough of those, actually. There's a lot of women in my life. Same. Yeah. Same. And, yeah, guy nights are very, very rare, but feel very, very precious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> that was a... Uh, yeah, we, and we had... we had uh, That was special because my my neighbor came down, Danny, who yeah. you know well. Oh, yeah, Danny, who created the theme song to The Cozy Zone. And, like, I I always see him, but I never... I never get to to hang with him. Yeah. And so I don't that's one of the things that drives me kind of crazy about living here is you don't have enough time to like you meet all these amazing people who are here surviving here which means something because it's difficult. There's you have to do so much. And you're like when am I going to Oh, I'll make a dinner date for like a month and a half from now and then something happens. And that just, and then it worked last night. Yeah, man, I, I, I love what you said about surviving here, and it, and that that's very much like, you know, as as I've been doing these zones, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. mulling it over, digesting like what exactly these are, and I I think it's it's an exploration of like how do you survive in this crazy crazy city, uh, and hopefully the world at large as I you know keep doing this. Um, and I think it sounds like one of the key methods of survival is is making time to see the cool people you meet because there are really a lot of cool people in yeah. this town. I I don't then then that makes me think that yeah, this this project is so brilliant because it just like create like that that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to sit together, right, and and figure it out. Right and be with each other and be in this unbelievable zone. I'm I'm looking at a unicycle right now and a trombone. Um, that's a those are those are character uh, elements right there. Tell me, tell me about your relationship with a unicycle, Billy. Um. Okay. Uh, when did I get a unicycle? I think that I moved into a house that had a unicycle under it. And I remember like I remember walking on like by the little sidewalk next to the house and seeing this unicycle that was poking out underneath the house. It was like a, a raised up 3 feet. And I pulled it out and it was completely unrideable. 
it was like rusted and really screwed up. So, uh, but it planted the seed like, oh, like I, I wonder if I could ride a unicycle. Dude, I've always liked to see, like to do different, like learn different, like physical things, juggling, stuff like that. So, so I had a friend that had a unicycle and he let me borrow it and I tried and I learned on that one. And then, uh, I realized that you could get hired to ride a unicycle and, uh, I was like, if I get paid to ride a unicycle, that would be incredible. So I so I bought a, I bought one that looks that looks nicer, and uh, it's gold, and it has a it has a black seat, uh, black tire, so it has this like this very, it's, I mean it's a good looking good looking thing. It goes it well with really, a trombone. It actually. does. It does look super slick. It goes great with a trombone. Where where was there a unicycle under your house? New Orleans. New Orleans. And the trombone also came from New Orleans? It did. It came from a garage sale uh, that, you know, last night I actually told the story wrong to you guys. What's the, what's the real version the of real the version, trombone story? The real version is that, um, is, that is even better. So I, I, last night I, I told him that I got it from a garage sale for five bucks, but actually um, a friend got it from a garage sale for five bucks when he, when he heard that mine had gotten, uh, banged up, the slide got locked mm-hmm. and wouldn't work. I think someone sat on it. Oh, so he found that one. And, um, and I just, I think it was 80 bucks to get the slide replated and it's from 1919 from new Orleans. So it just, you like, it just, it wants to like, you just, it's telling you stories. Yeah. You it's, know, it's haunted maybe. Yeah, that thing is the thing has like seen Storyville. The like, thing has been like had 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 floozies hanging off the off the bell, uh, and 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 Fats Waller and Jelly Roll Morton backing it up on the piano. Oh my God, that's what I like to think. Yeah, so there's a lot of yeah, there's a there's a lot of history. There's a lot of energy around that trombone. Yeah, and would you march and play your trombone in various parades? And yeah, on Mardi Gras there, so each neighborhood has its own little celebration. There's the big one that people go to that's great and super wild. Yeah. And then there, and then each neighborhood has its own celebration. And in my neighborhood, there were a couple different crews that I was a part of. And, you know, uh, people write, you do cover songs where people write originals and you just, you know, pretty much just like march around the neighborhood getting loud getting rowdy and it's great it's amazing it's, uh, yeah it's 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 special it's usually around fat tuesday but not on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you come to new orleans how did you find yourself there i followed followed love oh yes yeah tell me tell me what where did you where did you find this love to begin with, where did this love begin? I found it in in um, in Santa Cruz, California. Yeah, and it was uh, like a forbidden love. Why? Because she was still with the person that she was having trouble with her her boyfriend, but they were sticking it out for the t- for the time being. And like, she had plans to move, and he had plans to stay, but they I think they were still they were still going to keep it going. And then it just broke. 
like two weeks before she was going to leave, their their relationship was over. This is how I'm remembering it. I'm like, this is 99% true. I can't quite remember that detail. But somehow it ended enough that we had this little, this little like romance startup with only two weeks left wow. when she was there. And, um, and I felt, and then she left. She left after two weeks. It was great. We, we had, we worked at the same cute little cafe and, um, and everything was wonderful. And then poof, she's gone. So it sucked. Um, but I was also tiring of Santa Cruz. Have you ever been to Santa Cruz? Oh yeah, I love I love Santa Cruz. Oh yeah, yeah. I went with Nicolette. She went to UC Santa Cruz. Oh yeah, and oh, so okay. we went to like go visit one time, and I I just think it's amazing. Oh yeah, it's a it's a really amazing place. I it's it's also um, I have a friend who refers to Santa Cruz as a retirement community for young people. Oh yeah, which is also partial. It's kind of true. I can a see bit that too. definitely. Yeah. Um, so at so I was getting sick of being there at the time, and she went down there. Bless you. Thank you. And um, and I talked my roommate into he into moving to New Orleans because I didn't want to just go down there by yourself, by myself, and follow someone who I met. You know, who I, I didn't meet her two weeks ago. We had actually known each other for a year. But you declared you declared your love, or you had you had become an item. <clears throat> It was exciting. Weeks. Yeah. It was like right at that point where 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 things are super exciting and, and, and the world is filled with more possibility than you ever imagined. Yeah. And you're like, I'm moving to New Orleans. I'm gone. And like my, my friend came with me. He, he worked online, so he didn't need to be in Santa Cruz. Right. Nobody knew that New Orleans didn't have the internet yet. <laughs> <laughs> but but we got it set up and we the three of us moved in together. Wow. Yeah. Well, oh my god. Yeah, right? You your friend and your and your love. Yeah. Wow. It was it was uh it was dramatic. Now, what was your role in their in the in your love's dying relationship? Like how long was the relationship dying and like what how, how did you interact with that? I think they both knew it was it was dying and it was it was kind of a slow uh, tedious and annoying death that 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 it just needed to have because it was a, it had been going on for five years or something like that. Yeah. I, okay. So they, time. yeah, and they were like, God, "Can we really just gonna? Are we just gonna like end this like five years?" And so they're just in the habit of <clears throat> being with each other, uh, and then and so I was I was kind of there as like I remember her coming to me and like telling me about it and at that point you're kind of like like there's already like flirtation in the air and she was telling me about it and I was like I wonder if she's into me and uh and she was Man. and and we, we remain friends to this day oh nice yeah she's uh the relationship was over in three months oh boy three wow but you were still living together yep and and you were in New Orleans. We were in New Orleans in a in a crazy situation with an insane landlord who lived on the other side of the house. So in New Orleans, they have up here we call them railroads. Mm -hmm. Down there, they call them shotguns. It's okay. Same same layout. Yep. And uh, the landlord was on the other side, and he was crazy. And we and it was it was kind of probably kept us together because he gave us a common enemy. 
you know so even though we were like oh wow we shouldn't actually be dating uh partners but we like each other but this this isn't working out um we stayed you know we sort of like fought him together for for a month what would he do how long do you want this to be oh we got all that we got all morning man oh my god i haven't gotten in that many fights in my life but i i i actually got in a like i don't think i had been in a fight since sixth grade when Corey Overstreet stole my Doritos and he blew it out of proportion and we ended up fighting. I was mad at him, but then we were suddenly fighting. I was like, am I fighting over Doritos? And I was. Physically fighting. Yeah. But then it took from, how old are you in eighth, in when you're, when you're in sixth grade? Eighth, eighth, sixth grade. Uh, No, you're, uh, you're like 11. 11. And so then six, 15 years later, yeah, I'm like fighting a landlord for good reason, though. I like, I wake up in the morning drinking coffee, yeah, similar to this coffee, yeah, probably a little more chicory in it because it's, it's New Orleans. <laughs> Do you like chicory? Yeah, ugh, you don't? I can't, I can't get into it. Uh, too, uh, too, it tastes dirty to me, it tastes dirty, like, like there's dust in my coffee. Oh, I like that, yeah, yeah. But um, I woke up and I was making my coffee and I I go out to the front, to the front porch because I hear like some sort of a weird sound coming. No, sorry, let me back up. I go out to my front porch and I because uh, it was morning and I just like looked around. Then I went back in, and I was in the middle of making my coffee and I heard the this weird sound. And he had seen my landlord was awake for some reason and outside. So he saw me come out and he didn't like me because I got mad when he would break into my apartment and try to sleep with my girlfriend. So literally like he was, he would just break into our apartment and lay down on the sofa and fall asleep and wait for her to come home. That's gross. It's amazing. That's so gross. There's no, there are no rules. Why would he do in life? That's, I mean, isn't that illegal? It's it's so wrong. God. It's so wrong, but this guy was an old punk rocker who just didn't care. I see. So he would he would do lots of stupid shit. So I hear the I hear that sound and I'm like, "What? Like what is that? What is that sound?" Like, and I and my coffee's like percolating and happening and I go out and he has my cat. He's holding my cat and he's like pulling the skin away from its neck and I'm like like what you know I immediately was like Jeff put like put my cat down and he's just and he's like he's staring at the cat he doesn't even look at me he just is like has his eyes like it was like pure it was pure evil and so at a certain point we started uh wrestling over the cat and it just it ended up it turned into a fight did you punch him in the face I didn't punch him in the face, but I used to do this thing to my sister where I would pin her down and then tickle her. Mm. Like I'd have my knees on her arms and her arms would be up over her head. Yeah. And and then I would just tickle her until she like cried. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I was that kind of brother. And and so I got him to the I I he was he was a really skinny, you know, 
he was skinny for a lot of reasons. So I just I he, and he was he was just insane, wimpy little. In I don't know, he's like a Tasmanian devil, but but he's like made a wire. Yeah. But eventually, I had him in that position where I was like, where I pinned him down. I was like, what am I supposed to? Like this is when I'm supposed to be punching your face. But I also was reminded of like tickling my sister. Yeah. So this like funny moment where I didn't know what to do with my hands because now I had my hands free and I just had his like disgusting face in front of me. And I was like, what do I do? And and I couldn't, I didn't want to punch him in the face. I just wanted him to stop torturing the cat. And so he kind of like, he was, he was wiggling around, like trying to get, trying to get away. And finally, when he calmed down a little bit, I just put my arms on his arms to hold him down. And then I got off. And he like immediately came at me again. So, see, this story's long. And then the most surreal element of it was that my girlfriend at the time was making a short film that it required, that the, the set design needed these like sunflowers that were cut out of uh, plywood. And so there were these plywood flowers on the front porch, just like sitting there. And he picked them up and started slapping them together. So like, plap, 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 plap. One of the sunflowers broke. It turned into like this weird song and dance thing where he was like, he was literally like stomping his feet and slapping the flowers and not even attacking me. But I was like, what, what are you doing with the sunflowers? Like put the sun, you just broke the props for her movie. <laughs> it was crazy. I don't even remember how it ended except that later that week I called the cops on him and I, and in New Orleans, this is a big you don't really call police. Police are more corrupt than civilized conversation, but obviously, but, but, but he, he like, couldn't, you couldn't reason with him. And so at one point I was like, I've never done this, but I'm, I'm like scared of this guy. He's breaking in my apartment. He's creepy as hell. He's like torturing my cat. Okay. And so I called the, I called the cops and they showed up and knocked on his door and he was he was like totally sober. He, he all of a sudden was totally sober, totally normal, had a conversation with him. And the second that they left, he just went batshit on me again. And, and then, and then he, he just yelling at me, not, not trying to touch me. But, uh, so I'd see him around town, you know, for the years that followed. And he just, he just gave me like the iciest look you can imagine. But damn, <laughs> Damn. Fights. Fights are stupid. Yeah. Fights are so... But sometimes you're like, don't torture my cat. What was wrong with this what? guy? I don't know. And he rescued animals. He rescued cats from the neighborhood. But he hated me so much. When she when she moved down there, she moved alone and moved in there. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he was just like, Mr. Creepazoid. Yeah. 5,000. Yeah. 6,000. 10,000. So he immediately started hitting on her. So then, when these two guys moved into the apartment, he was like, "This is a bummer." Yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. Oh yeah, it's not it's not right, like at all. Yeah. It makes no sense. It, like it's not what a person should do. No, Ugh. like I, that person should get their face pounded in. Actually, yeah. And you didn't tickle him. You didn't punch his face. No, just you just let him go. I let him go. I let him go back out into the world. To destroy other cats' necks. Ugh. I kind of wish I had just, like, flushed them down the toilet. Gotten rid of them. 
Oof. But I don't. That's a hard. That's a hard thing. Like, are there, are there people who, who you just want to like disappear from the planet, or do you want to believe that they like, are okay if they're not in your face, or <laughs> is rehabilitation possible, or is it not? And you should just actually like some people should just go down the toilet. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are some people who should just go down the toilet, but like who who is able to make that call? Like you and I don't I I don't feel equipped to make that call to pass judgment over that, you know what I mean? Like how I'm not I'm not in favor of capital punishment. No. But no. toilets toilets maybe from time to time. Like a go just a like like a state mandated swirly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. there's a dog taking itself for a walk. There's a are there people? I don't know. There there's a a leash. It's wearing a leash and it's looking patient. But I yeah. Oh. oh. See, this is this is when it starts to come alive. Like, yeah. What time is it now? I don't know. Seven thirty-six. Okay. And uh, it's kind of nice. This yeah. Kid comes alive. Yeah. I mean, really there's yeah, moment. there's nothing out there. There's no one out. There was a guy with a baby. There was a delivery guy. It looked like. Yeah. And a bike. Um. So. So you were in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. What were you doing in Santa Cruz? I was. Uh, I was growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you from Santa Cruz? No, I'm from I'm from Connecticut. Okay. But it t- I didn't start really like growing up until I was twenty three or yeah. something. Yeah. Like I feel like that's when I was. You hear the dog? Oh uh, yeah, I think someone called the dog. I I empathize with not growing up till 23. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, I still feel like I'm growing up. Yeah. Yeah. That was I think that I I feel like that too, but I feel like that was one of that was like a a chunk a chunk where a lot was going on. Yeah. Early early 20s. Yeah, man. Not sure not sure about what to do. I cuz I had finished school and not wasn't using my degree. What did you all. study? Interdisciplinary. Oh, nice! I also studied interdisciplinary. Did yours yeah. add up to something awesome? Well, you know, I, I, I yeah, it's hard to say. I, I'm proud of it. I think it, it helped me. Yeah, yeah. But what were your, your disciplines? Uh, m- mine were uh, political science, mm-hmm. sociology, psychology, and Spanish. And, wow! And with a handful of like urban planning classes. Okay. And what I wanted to do was to work uh, at, I wanted to like work in community centers Mm. and do uh, community and economic development in places that aren't having such a, such an easy time. That's great. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a, I liked studying it. Like it was a, it was a really interesting, um, uh, really interesting experience like going getting to go into different neighborhoods that didn't didn't have as much and you know just talking to, to business owners and people and try to i loved it I yeah loved it. I, I had a i had a good time and i like i liked the uh the learn, learning about like the politics behind it and how how ridiculously important that is even though it's such a can be such a gross process yeah. and filled with so many I don't know personalities that are less than savory or just people you don't want to you just don't want to like 
<clears throat> like my thing with with the politics was that uh it it just seeps into your other interactions with people yeah and so you've got like a couple different modes and i felt i felt that was the weirdest thing about the political component of it where you're like trying to be strategic or smart or keep a relationship that maybe is necessary for the the greater idea that is v- developing but you like can't stand someone right but like that that's politics and so that but that's and then, also life i mean that's true in all sorts of scenarios and other than even urban planning like thinking about like what if you you know you have a child with someone but then the relationship with that person doesn't work out and you don't like them as a person but you still yeah. need to maintain a you know a relationship i don't know pol- it's sort of political but it's also like you know yeah it is, it, maybe that is just a skill that i'm uh, still Still recognizing. No, well, but I, I hear you also, you know, in terms of, you know, working with community is, is hard too. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's what we all need to do. There's all sorts of people in our lives who are difficult, and but we need around for some, for something, for some sort of gain, for the greater good, presumably, or our vision of the greater good. I think the, I think the main difference is that in that, in that other relationship, you're allowed to be honest you're like the totality of you as a person experiencing the situation is allowed and you still work through it yeah whereas if in a political situation you might like you can't let emotions get involved in certain situations whereas if you're raising a kid with someone and everything goes everything goes you know crazy and it doesn't work out and you can express this is driving you insane. Yeah, that's a really good point. But you're going to make it you're going to make it work. Yeah. And I think that's like a a beautiful like in somewhat necessary part of intimacy. Yeah. You know, is like going through crappy stuff. Yeah. And making it up to the other side. Yeah, expressing the hard emotions. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but anyways, yeah, the the just quickly like the the study thing was was fun. I liked it, but then I didn't I didn't, I did, couldn't find where it put me. Right. And when I, I started working for um, Habitat for Humanity doing an AmeriCorps program, mm-hmm. and that was, that was, I really liked it. And then I started working for them. And then you just work hard when you work for nonprofits. Yeah. I think pretty much everyone that works for nonprofits yeah. works hard. Yeah. So then I, I left, I left that and um, moved to Santa Cruz. Wow. And you, you, we that's where we sort of that's, that's where, where we were that's where we were yeah but you know what how did you identify like what you said you grew up in santa cruz so like what did you discover about yourself like who were you becoming uh i i think it's just when i first left a lot of my uh the the things that i was just sort of like born into and and endowed or taught as a child that's like I sort of grew up with all of that and didn't question it that much until I was in my early 20s. And so that's when I was, you know, just sort of living this more... I grew up really religiously. So that's when I left, like definitively left that stuff behind and tried to figure out what I thought about things and started to, like, 
uh, learn how to smoke marijuana, which I never got very good at. Um, but you live in Santa Cruz, California. Like, yeah, you uh, gotta, you gotta at least try. Smells so great everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just like you know, having have just like having sex with people who I wasn't gonna get married to, mm-hmm. which is recommended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just you know, totally. just like li- like yeah. M- I left that stuff behind and and started to just like you know figure out how I wanted to to live my live my life when I was there. Wow. What uh, what religion were, did you grow up? Presbyterian. Okay. You know you know anything about that? Are they that uh, uh no, not really. No. It's Protestant. It's Protestant. It's uh it's 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 more like it's a very reformed. I was I was part of the reformed wing of Presbyterian, so it's like no women allowed to make decisions. Okay, that's a bit overstating it, but there's no women in any leadership okay. in the church. Okay. Their um homosexuality is uh is a sin okay. that people have been infected with. Okay. So so it, they they have to be um rehabilitated through all kinds of um all kinds of wonderful and exciting, you know, prayer and we 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 weren't really like it's not it's not one of the religions where there's any like laying on of hands or anything it's very like it's very sober okay very and waspy new, it's it's waspy but um more it's not it's it's more like old new england okay you know like there's that sort of like there's a cold edge to it yeah and you sing like you go to church and you sing hymns okay you don't sing like a praise song okay so it's a lot of minor chords mm. in celebration mm. of a god. Oh boy. Oh dude. So yeah, it was intense. It, it and it wasn't serving you. Not not I mean when I was a kid I loved it. Oh. I cried for baby Jesus. Oh my god. Seriously. Wow. Like I had I felt uh I felt so much. Yeah. And all my friends, my family I grew up in a church of like I think it was sixty sixty members, so it's just like a huge family. We'd have we'd have uh, potluck lunches and dinners on the weekend pretty frequently. There was a, a youth group where we'd go on trips and um, you know just explore. Like we'd go we'd go. Speaking of apple picking last night, you know we'd like go pick apples. Mm-hmm. Or there was a guy in the church who was in the Coast Guard, so we'd like go look at a battleship. You cool. like cool, like cool stuff. When you're a kid, you're like, "Oh, this is amazing." Yeah. I mean, now I'd, I'd like go look around. Sure, I'd look at a battleship. Yeah. I'd have a potluck. I'd go apple picking. It sounds lovely. It yeah. sounds like you know, sort of the the best part of religion is is this sort of built in community. This this uh, knowledge that you're all on the same page. That we have more or less the same beliefs and we don't need to question it. We don't need to question where we stand with right. all of these people. Yeah. And um, you're doing something for, you're doing, you're like, your mission in life is like a thing that's bigger than you. Yeah. With all, and that's in common with all these people. It's amazing. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I was into it a lot, you know, when I was a kid, big time. Yeah. And then, and so you went to college, you had visions of being a community planner, a community-based planner of some kind, but mm-hmm. then it, you up and left to Santa Cruz. What was like the inciting incident that made you want to move to Santa Cruz? Uh, 
if you do AmeriCorps, you get a you get a stipend. Uh-huh. You either you, I think that you can either get an educational stipend or a cash stipend. Mm-hmm. You get more if you take the educational one, but the cash one I forget how much it was. I took that and I traveled for maybe two months through uh, mainly through France through Woof. You know, yeah, you know the farm, the, yeah, the the organic farm work program. So good, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and so I ended up on uh, on a farm in in uh, in northwestern uh, France. Okay, uh, which is which is really Irish. The, the I see. Bretagne ah. is, is is the name of it. Is mm-hmm. the name of the, that region of France. Yeah. So cool. Ils ont les chaperons. Vive le Bretagne. Quoi? The, they have the brown hats. Oh. Ils ont le chaperon. Vive le Bretagne. Ils ont le chaperon. Vive le Breton. And this is and this is like this is what all their songs sound like. Yeah. Like all of them are kind of and you stand in circles and you do these, uh-huh, these dances. Com- yeah, group dances, uh, social dances. How uh-huh. do you know that song? I don't know. It's uh you know, it's in the I also I studied abroad in college in Toulouse. Ah. So I I'm a francophile myself. What what turned you on to 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 France? To France. French class. I loved French class in high school. We had a crazy French teacher, yeah. Madame Peterson. It was about the teacher. The teacher was Well, good. she just, you know, she she had an infectious francophilia, you know. She loved France and like yeah, yeah. just all of it, you know, it 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 satisfied all of these maybe bougie fantasies that I had, you right, know, of right. like food and sex and art uh, right. and love and film. Le cinéma. Le cinéma. Le, le quartier de cinéma. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, that's like, I remember seeing that magazine and being like, whoa, this is, this is sexy. This is cool. Yeah. And yeah, and it was, for me, it was the same thing. It was like, uh, it was, it was like this, uh, this this aspirational sort of interest, yeah. in, a, in a sense, yeah, because I, I I loved movies and I remember like watching French movies and probably hearing someone tell me how important they were, yeah, and also watching them and be like, oh, this is this is awesome, this is great, this is not what I'm used to watching, totally. So you were you were chilling in rural. I was Britannia. I was I wanted to learn French, yeah, and and I I actually spent a huge chunk of that AmeriCorps money on a on a on a course in Nice. Nice. Which, <laughs> nice, nice, uh, nice. It's it's uh it's a hu- it's one of the most easy places in the world to blow a ton of money. Okay, and and not learn French. Oh God, <laughs> because yeah. everyone there is speaking English or their native language, and it's filled with like I the class was filled with diplomats and ambassadors, sons and daughters who just wanted to like like just needed one thing to do during the day for 3 or 4 hours yeah. and then would just shop and uh and drink and so that I could not I could not sustain that even though I like pr- I did I actually did but then I had a month left in France <clears throat> and I think I had like 80 bucks oh my god so I was and I called my parents and they were like that's what you did. They're like, "What are you gonna do now?" And they and they they didn't help me. Wow. And I remember feeling really betrayed, and like we were already kind of going through it because I was leaving. I was like, 
you know, not into the religious thing anymore. Yeah. They were never, we never had a combative relationship at all. Yeah. I think that this was more based on their like 1950s sensibility of like, like now's the time that you grow up and start answering, like answering questions for the predicaments you put yourself in. Yeah. So I ended up joining Wolf, uh, the organization, and then traveled. I had enough money to get, I don't even know if I paid for the train ticket. I might have just hopped on the train. Wow. And like gone up to Paris. Yep. Because I was in Nice. And then I and I took the TGV up to Paris. Very nice. Crashed with some friends there. Friends of friends who I had found because I wrote like this SOS email to a handful of people who I knew had friends in Paris or in France. And uh, and then I made my way to, to Bretagne. Kimperle was the town. Kimperle. Kimperle. We. Q U I P Q U I Kimperle. M P L E. Kimperle. Kimperle. That's crazy. It's sweet. It's great. Worked on a farm. Learned French. Uh, hung out with goats. Hung out with uh, a f- a funky French family. This like eccentric. Uh, eccentric uh saxophone player nice. turned farmer wow and he uh you know his his wife was a master uh elderflower like sparkling elderflower maker it's crazy and we made uh organic nutella we just made vats of nutella like i couldn't have landed in a more amazing place there's this really really friendly um a German girl who was also there. And so we hung out and, you know, like, like just, we were buddies. We were like, like fast friends and just sort of like, you know, made, made Nutella together and walked, wandered around fields with blowtorches, killing bad, uh, herbs that were like infecting the fields. Damn. <laughs> it was sweet. That's crazy. So good. And then well, this was, God, I'm giving you a lot of backstory. Uh, how did I end up in Santa Cruz? Yeah. The flight home at Heathrow, I check my email when it's like $5 for 30 seconds on the internet, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, cause this was in 2002, 2001, 2002. And, uh, and I have an email from a friend who's like, I can't afford my rent. I had met him in New York during the AmeriCorps thing. And he was there, he was doing his study abroad thing in New York from UC Santa Cruz. So he went back to UC Santa Cruz and he wrote me an email. I was like, I can't afford my rent. Do you want to move to, to New Orleans, to um, Santa Cruz? It's 400 bucks, you know, it's right. And it was right in the middle of everything. And so I had, I had enough money to, um, I, I had made a bunch, I had made money working at the farm because I was just working for Habitat for Humanity. So I learned how to build stuff. Oh, nice. And he needed a loft and he needed this and he needed that. And so he was paying me in addition to, I'd like, you know, do the farm work during the day, and then I worked at in the evenings building him stuff. Yeah, because you're a you're a fabricator kind of guy. Like you, you know, you have your whole back room of all the tools. You yeah. you have all these things that you've built. So I'm guessing you picked up those skills during Habitat for Humanity and honed in France, and you've just is that is that. And where my be- dad, my dad was always I I never like he was always doing stuff mm-hmm. to the point where I didn't ever want to do stuff. Because he was just like he's he's 
he doesn't stop. Right. And now I love it. And yeah. Now you know we we work together. You know it's it's something that we can do together. It's really fun. But uh, so I probably learned a lot watching. I know I did learn a lot watching him. Then you know Habitat and then this France stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome! So you yeah. you you were paid for construction projects and and carpentry stuff in France. Yeah. So you, that gave you enough money to move to, to buy a ticket to move to Santa Cruz. Wow. Yeah. And that was it. And what did you do? Like, what did you do for work in Santa Cruz? You were in that cafe. Were cafe. You... Two cafes. Two cafes. Yeah. When? Oh, I also worked at Labor Ready. Oh, this is dark. Oh, this is dark. What is Labor Ready? Labor Ready. So when I first got, I took. It took all the rest of my money to get to Santa Cruz. So when I got there, I was broke again. And Labor Ready is a place, it's it's like a place where, you know, crackheads and illegal immigrants go at five o'clock in the morning to put their name on a list. And then, uh, you know, question questionable contractors come and say, I need, <clears throat> I need five guys to like clean asbestos out of this attic. And, Nobody's going to want to do that for $7 except for a crackhead or an illegal immigrant. Or for some reason, I thought it was a great idea. Because I couldn't, I, I like had my resume out to a, 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 like 20 places. And I was like, I need, like, I need money right now. I need some money. So someone told me to try it. And when I got there, I was like, whoa. Oh, you did. So you were a worker for a labor. Yeah. You were, it's labor. It's, you day, were, it's day labor. You were laboring. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, literally, people were smoking crack on the back porch of the office. Wow. That's it, really intense. There was also free coffee. <laughs> uh, but, 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 uh, but you go, to, and I'm like, a, I'm, a, I'm a college kid. Yeah. I li- just graduated. Yeah. And did, like, civil service yeah. for the country. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, kind of not the demographic who's in there so right. i would like read i'd sit in the and like read read my library books and they were like who, like who, who is that and i'd try to hang out and be cool so i started smoking cigarettes with them oh, nice. you know on, yeah. the, on the back porch and uh and it just i i don't think i really convinced anyone that i was cool anything that i wasn't but yeah cool but but you know i would go out and like work and so I worked there, and then I also worked for that was that was maybe like a month, because and and I was like, this is crazy, this is crazy. Like I need to go out and find another job. And my friend told me that there that Adwala, the juice oh, yeah. company. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so then I had three weeks or a month where I worked for them. I could go on. I could go on and on about all these crappy little jobs that I had for between a week and two months and all these jobs were helping you to grow up i'm guessing these are all like piece by piece like you know helping you crystallize your identity yeah like i think i wanted i didn't want the life that had been like given to me yeah and so like i probably could have got a temp job at an office yeah but I didn't, but I grew up, like, my dad worked at an insurance company for 35 years, and mm-hmm. I worked there a couple of summers. Mm-hmm. So I think I just was there because I, I just didn't, I didn't want to, you were revolting. I wanted a different reference point yeah. for, like, what my life could be, and so I wanted a, a lot of different 
experiences to consider. Uh, it, it, that this doesn't this isn't like adding up. It's it's it was more of like a you know, like a fuck you, fuck you to my regular life. Yeah, but I didn't go like you know what I'm not gonna be a baseball coach like my dad was when I was born. Uh, I'm gonna be a traitor. You know, I'm gonna be like a like a stock. Tra- I didn't go like up. I went uh, I down. Well, yeah, but that I mean that's In probably more rebellious than going up. But wouldn't it have been awesome if you like rebelled up? Jeez, I don't know. I don't I, think I so. I, I I don't know. I mean, so I know you. I met you, knowing that you are a multi-talented, multidisciplinary artist. So I know you as uh, a clown, a physical theater artist, a dancer. Um, but I haven't. I mean, I there there has been no sign of art yet in your in your life story. Like, where did uh, where did the the artist spirit emerge in all of this? Um, it it happened in New Orleans, like around the unicycle time. Okay, because it was. Uh, when I when I grew up, I was playing a lot of uh, a lot of sports, and so I was always comfortable moving around and, uh, you know, throwing balls around or like running up and down a field or whatever. So when I when I got into the circus circus art, I essentially I saw the unicycle, I saw the juggling clubs, and that yanked me out of like some. I just didn't. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I started learning that stuff, and it gave me a direction. Uh, it, or it gave me it gave me some like fun and delight. Maybe first, yeah, yeah. That's actually where I guess a lot of stuff really begins. And then I realized that there were directions I could take it that were pretty cool, like getting paid to ride a unicycle or juggle. <clears throat> um, and my mom. When I was in sixth grade, she made me a pair of jams, shorts, like the big long shorts. And you ever seen, you ever heard of jams? I have no idea. No, man. Jams. Jams is a thing. Jams, uh, I guess you have to be over probably like 30 to know jams. Are you 30? I'm 30. Oh. Exactly. 32. Uh, But it's just like big, long, oversized, like long shorts. Hmm. And I think that they were they were cool when I was in sixth grade. And I remember my mom making those and being like, wow, like, oh man, how's she doing that? So when I started doing circus stuff, I remembered my mom like cutting out patterns mm-hmm. and, and how she would um she would like take the old beat up pair of shorts that I had and just seam rip it so that you had the shapes and then she would trace that onto the newer fabric uh. and sew me a pair of a pair of shorts and and, the, and I remember like she sewed like they had shark on it they were awesome yeah it was like maritime nice uh, it was, they were ocean jams but so in circus I found like there were all these interests that I had that were sort of like encapsulated in circus the world of circus so it was like physical and there was a design element I, could, I was like making costumes and I just like went 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 for it and so that's when the art stuff happened is I I started performing uh, for an entertainment company in New Orleans, which do these like mock Mardi Gras parades all year round for like Citibank mm-hmm. or, you know, 
big, you know, big, big banks would always have their conferences there. But it could also just be like the Doctors Association of America would would come down. And so they just wanted they wanted some uh, spectacle in their in their conference. And so we'd come up and like break break the monotony of listening to people. And it was fun. It was great. It was it was really fun. And then from there, uh, I went on to learn about. I was like, wow, I guess I'm being a clown. Where are clowns from? And so I started like reading about clown and commedia dell'arte, and I went to Italy, and and then that's when it it just I started like studying as much as I could and took workshops all over the place and uh, got serious about it. So this is so yeah. yeah. And what when when in your life did that happen? How old I think were you? I was twenty five, twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, it's when I figured out that. I wanted to live, like I wanted to figure out how to have a life that was in the world of performance or theater or you know entertainment or you know somewhere somewhere around there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it did happen. It happened late. It happened late, and when I finally realized it, I was really happy because because I really didn't know what I was doing with myself, you know. And I remember thinking like, "Whoa, I I like like I really like this." This is cool. This is like taking care of a lot of me. That's so awesome that you had that discovery. You when did you start doing art stuff? I I from a pretty young age. So I like <clears throat> you know, I took a community acting class probably when I was 7 or something like that and there's a a Milwaukee children's theater called First Stage Theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, that has classes, and I started taking classes maybe when I was eight or nine, and they also have young people in their performances. So I was in my first performance uh, when I was nine years old uh, in a production, a professional production of Caddy Woodlawn mm -hmm. when I was, I think I was in, I guess you're in third grade when you're nine. And then I was in a bunch of productions for first stage. Uh, and Milwaukee has a pretty robust theater scene. Whoa. And I was in a professional production of uh, the Cryptogram, David Mamet's The Cryptogram, when I was twelve, um, and uh, you know, did all in high school. I did all the plays, all the musicals. I did uh, comedy sports, uh, which is yeah. like short form, competitive short form yeah. improv. Um, yeah, but then, but when I went to college, I didn't want to go to like a conservatory. I really wanted to do like an academic thing. And so I, I did an interdisciplinary degree too. Uh -huh. uh, and I called mine theatricality and taboo. So it was sort of, yeah, this conceptual look at like what is, you know, how do forbidden topics get manifested on stage? How do we use the stage as a tool to sort of play with things that we can't really talk about in, in polite conversation? Um, and it was looking a lot at like downtown performance art of like the '90s, like Karen Finley and the Kipper Kids, and and that kind of stuff. I was just like totally into that, and that's why I came to New York. Um, uh. um, well, that was like a big perk. Like I was a sort of a super fan of the downtown theater thing. I read a lot about that in high yeah, school. Yeah. Um, and we did this like ridiculous independent study my senior year about performance art, um, and basically used it as an excuse to like get. A long lunch, you know, but but we put together performance uh, at the end of it that was like these sort of, basically like performance art sketches. Like there were these very weird, like moments of performance art 
So uh, you you were studying the history of it, but you, there was also some of your some of the the tasks were actually to create performance. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't just a like history or critique. Yeah, we did a thing. final a final showing for wow. friends and family. Yeah, and it was performance art. And yeah. So, so what? How, was it some weird taboo thing because um, you were doing taboo, or was it? Well, I wasn't. That was in high school, so I oh, hadn't okay, come up okay. with the taboo right, right. yet. Um, but uh, the the final there there were all sorts of great things, and some of them like didn't work. But there was one one thing that I never performed that I think is still a pretty good idea was this um, compilation of like gross out mo- moments in movies. So like there were like you know like hyper violent like war scenes and have you ever seen The Fly with Jeff Goldblum? Yes, but uh, but it's been oh, I have a bad memory. It's been yeah. Long. Well, basically like that movie is just filled with like all of this disgusting like movie magic. Like the yeah. Yeah, I I watched it one time uh, like I was watching it and <laughs> eating a, a tuna sandwich and there's this moment where he sends a baboon through these teleportation pods. Um, and there's something wrong with the machine, so it turns the baboon inside out. And so, like, it's this David Cronenberg thing. And so you see this, like, quivering, like, mass of, like, ground-up baboon, like, shrieking. So and good. and I saw it, like, I was, like, I saw that scene. I did, it was, it's, like, maybe 10 to 15 minutes into the movie. And I, like, shut it off, went upstairs, puked my guts out. <laughs> and then for, like, the next maybe five years, I was just terrified of the movie The fly and wow. and would like sneak around you know the tv guide and like see when it was on and like see a little sneak peek but then i finally saw the whole thing and then basically jeff goldblum's dna gets gets mashed up with the fly and he like deteriorates and transforms into this like fly creature uh, and it's super gross but anyway so i would take wow. i would take all these wow. like gross out scenes and and edit them together um and it would be – we'd show the audience and I think I think the, the performer would be eating yogurt and like it would just sort of like kind of – you would sort of like puke the yogurt. Like you'd eat it and, pu- and you'd just sort of eat all this stuff and be – do this gross the eating stuff. thing. Have you ever seen The Stuff? No. What's The Stuff? Is it that is, a movie? And yogurt, it's about this weird yogurtish substance which starts, uh, which starts coming forth from, from the earth. Oh, oh! You gotta watch it. Oh my god! You is gotta it, watch the is stuff. It a horror movie? It's a. It's more like a zombie movie. Oh wow! But it's 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 real. It's great. The I mean, it's a, it's this weird sort of like uh, irresistible substance which the Earth starts producing. Like oh. there'd be a crack in the ground. This yeah. white stuff. It's coming up. Oh. And you know, people are. It's the most delicious stuff ever. And so they start, like, it, where is it coming from? No one knows. They start packaging it, marketing it, and what all it does is, like, eat your brain. Oh my God. And so the entire population of planet Earth is going brain dead, except for this one little kid who's like, there's something wrong with this stuff. It's Ama- it's amazing. It's a great movie. But anyways, okay, so well, but just so uh, that's so the stuff that yeah, might put it on the list. Put it on the list. Yeah. But so you know, basically, it's a nod to how I was like very physically affected by gross out scenes in movies. Like I was like, uh, and like it was trying to fight through that, but it never was performed. That's sort of the conclusion. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is the one that was not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was a non-performed senior year performance art piece. Wow. Yeah. Performance art. Yeah. Um, and we ended our show by crucifying our friend on stage, <laughs> like tying him up and like, crucifying him and fake blood no fake blood 
Um, but so we tied him up there, and then we like as soon as the show was over, we started like breaking everything down. And so, like, we were, like, cleaning up the chairs and, like, breaking down the stage, but we would leave, we left our friend up there. And so it was just sort of this, like, re- you know, awkward, like, people would be like, great job, but he was still up there. And so, I don't know, that was, we, th- we thought we were pretty fucking clever. <clears throat> I think, I, you know, like, I like that performance art is there for you. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's the kind of, like, you can do, you can just do anything. You can do absolutely anything. Yeah. I, 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 I was... Uh, at something recently, I was watching the the Red Gloves movie, which I yeah. which I, is this project that I did a while oh, ago. Red Gloves, yeah, we got a lot of we, there's a lot of ground to cover here, Billy. Yeah, but but uh, and it was it was a great it was a great project, and I would I I wouldn't ever do it again, but I wouldn't ever I wouldn't replace it with anything else. Like it was a really awesome thing. That's that, so that fascinating happened. to hear. So so tell us a little bit about Red Gloves. Like what what is this project? Okay. Uh, let me think. Let me. It was quick. It was like quick. Quickly, the the way the way that it came about. Sitting at this desk. Uh huh. This is where all the ideas come. This is like for me. Like I love this time of day. Oh yeah. Because you can yeah, see right? some sun, sun. The sun, sun just rising, like coming up. Comes up over those buildings. Uh huh. Boom. But I I was heartbroken. I was in the. I was about to be heartbroken. Oh. Like felt it coming. I was like, this relationship's not working oh, out. And I I know that feeling. And I was with someone who was very mobile, who was traveling a lot for work and for lots of different reasons mm-hmm. and, and just traveled a lot. So I was like, I need a project that I can travel with so that I can be with this person because maybe we'll just travel together, right? Yeah. So I was thinking, what could I, what could I like carry with me and do? A pair of gloves for some reason popped into my head. I was like, I could take gloves with me everywhere and like do some kind of video or photo or thing. So... So I had the idea to ha- to do a project based on red gloves, and probably in the back of my mind is like the red shoes and the red violin, and there's a photo project called the red sofa or the red couch. There's like a lot of red. There's a red ball that's really cute. Oh, there's a red balloon. Red balloon. Speaking of Frenchy stuff. Yeah, red balloon. Yeah. Have you heard of the red ball project? It's a guy just has this giant red ball and he puts it in like architectural spaces around the world. It's really charming. Check. That's exactly what the red couch is. Oh yeah. Except that it's, it's not architectural spaces. It's uh, it's just like bizarre, bizarre landscapes around the world. Oh, that's funny. Like the mountains of China. Oh my god. Like boom, red couch. That's hilarious. Haul it up a mountain. Oh, put god. it there. That is beautiful. Awesome. But uh, yeah. So I think that that's probably why I was like, well, you know, a, red. There's a long tradition of red objects. My um, mic's red. This yeah. Mic. Clown noses are red. Clown noses, yeah. Red is beautiful. Red's yeah. a great color. It's my favorite color. Blood these is days. Red. Yeah, blood is red. More of a like a crimson, but yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, red, red is red is a big deal. Okay, so you had these red gloves that you could travel to be close to your my your, sweetie, your sweetie, and um, and so I so I got the red gloves. The I had the idea. I started flushing it out, and it turned into this idea where I would take the red gloves and just my phone. And I would videotape anytime I had done some dance stuff. And I was like, you know, I'll when I when I see someone in public doing something interesting with their hands, I'll ask them to put the red gloves on and then videotape. See if you know, say, hey, I, I noticed you were you were um, you were just like looking for the perfect pair. Is it, like, and and I I'm make, I'm a choreographer and I'm making this. I'm not. I didn't really consider myself a choreographer, but like until sometimes now, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta say gotta, that, yeah. 
and uh, I'm making this dance piece and we're basing our choreography on movement from everyday life. Would you mind putting the gloves on and then just looking for the pair in the same way you were doing? People are like, eh, this is kind of weird, but yeah, sure. So I just started gathering footage of people in everyday life uh, doing stuff with the red gloves on. Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, looking for a pair. I had a butcher looking, who put them on. Wait, wait, looking for a pair of... Just like, oh, sorry, like a fruit, piece of, oh, a piece of fruit. A fit, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Just like random uh, stuff. And it was, a, it was a really... I ended up traveling uh, back to Europe to see a bunch of friends who I had met in uh, the school in Italy. Mm-hmm. And so I had this really nice project, like I had probably 10 pair of red gloves on me and a tripod and I mean, really light setup. Yeah. Uh, And so I would just grab footage of people doing stuff with the red gloves on like this. It was one of my favorite ones are these, uh, these three guys, these three Dutch guys who were on the beach in Barcelona and they were, they were, one of them was throwing rocks into the ocean, like skipping rocks. And his brother was there and his dad was there. And so I just have the three of them like in their shorts, like on the beach, like throwing rock. And it's just like, it just looked, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this project at all, but this is cool. Like something about this. And it gave me a way to interact with the world. And so I was like meeting people in a strange way. And so I got back, I returned home and I had all this footage and I tried, was trying to figure out what to do with it and put a, audition notice out the love thing didn't work out mm. but but now i had this project i had started which i really liked mm-hmm. and i was back here and just um just like went went like put a put an audition there's a oh, pigeon just flew away um put an audition notice out pretty much invited everyone that came to the audition <laughs> to be in the show <laughs> there were like right. you know, 12 i think like 13 people total maybe 15 came to the audition and i was like you guys are all awesome <laughs> and there were there were two people who i actually really didn't want to work with but i was but i was like you know i am like i need a good new type of way to like work and i want to be like a professional artist and work through that stuff they didn't end up being in the show which okay, was great there you go but uh but yeah, it ended up being this performance, this performance, uh, this theater performance art thing, and then we made it a movie, and we uh, we got it into a festival. Yeah, it was great. Congratulations! It was yeah. super. I saw the show. I I I loved the show. Did you? Yeah, I I found it very sexy. Oh yeah, I'm uh, so curious. I haven't actually gotten a ton of like people have been really nice. Oh yeah, with feedback. But I'm curious, like, you know. W- like we work together at this theater and we yeah. have this model of giving feedback oh, yeah. which is very safe and yeah and like wh- i'm curious you know maybe another time we can no i mean why we're here can we talk about it right yeah now? why not what would all right so i wonder no can you do the can you do the the model for well, me well the one that we do at work or like a uh, there's like what there's things you liked there's questions yeah but you know i guess i there's a the the method of giving feedback that i work a lot with is like this Liz Lerman critical feedback technique so you know you so you start with things that like stood out to you yeah right um so um uh, oh gosh uh the there's a a female performer I think who has like a solo had a solo and maybe wore like a sundress was there a sundress part is that uh yes yep yep um, she had a lot flowy 
kind of kind of dress were, were there were there like glowing like these um balls of light which Ma- were being suspended above her maybe 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 yeah maybe it was not. like a getting ready was there a getting ready that was a yeah moment yeah. so that that was at the beginning uh that i really liked um there was like the the, the sort of the video that popped up into it was really charming yeah. uh that platform of yours was good um yeah, I don't know. I I just I I yeah, I guess that those things stuck out to me. I th- I mean, it's a weird like when I when I think when I go to see pieces like that, I often come away with a ton of questions myself, which is kind of why I why I am curious yeah. because it it there wasn't a an a narrative. Yeah, but that's it was fine. An episodic kind of like dancing dance and clownish yeah. kind of mime show yeah. in a sense. Very much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was I mean there were little vignettes. It's and the red gloves is a perfectly reasonable thing to tie it all together. Oh man, my my roommate uh who I'm who I wish you she could have been here you could have met her last night, but she uh you have you said that you have met her. Yeah, I think. She um Genevieve Lelou is a Belge. She's a Belgian. Nice. But she's a she does um textile design. Okay. So she spends a lot of time making beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And she did the aesthetic for she's like everyone should be in gray tone mm. outfit. Mm-hmm. The the red will pop. Mm-hmm. And the aesthetic is really strong. And yeah. so I think a large part of what makes the, the entire idea work is the fact that there's like that that cohesion. And I'm glad that she was in charge of that because I would have uh I wouldn't have made that decision, but I think it was a really good one. And there, there, well, I agree. And there was a some sort of like boxing motif, and there was like a these, boxing scene. There yeah. was, a, and th- there were these big group dances also that were very athletic, that are very charming. Like for me, it's really, it's really pleasant to watch performers working really, really hard uh, mm-hmm. on stage. Like I think that like working themselves up into a sweat like that, that is really satisfying as an audience member. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. It was just it's a pleasant uh, it's a pleasant playful experience. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, nothing. I I don't remember having any strong. I was just like, oh yeah, that and like again the, the another the overarching feel was sort of sexiness. I don't know. There's something about red gloves and like there was just a, it was very physical there's a lot of bodies there's a lot of like breath and that kind of stuff that just was like made it uh, yeah kind of oh. erotic in a way yeah yeah oh, i like that mm-hmm. huh yeah. yeah it's uh it's funny because at the uh so the film festival was last week and we're sitting in the in the in the theater yeah. and it, it's an art house it's an art house like showing day. It's Sunday at noon. Hot spot. Perfect. Hot spot perfect. On the, in the program. Oh yeah. So they're meaning there are pretty much like as many people there as it took to make the films that are there. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're pretty much I don't know if there's any audience outside of the, the those of us who are responsible for making it. Maybe a handful of people. Yeah. Um but man, the art house films, it can really go either way. Yeah. There can be there's good stuff. Or there's just like the most boring shit you can imagine, yeah. captured on a camera and called art. Man, mind blowing, mind blowing. I mean, what was and and it's and I I don't think 
I, I would never say that I wouldn't want that art to be made. I'm, right, right. I'm glad that people make stuff. Like, whatever they want to make, I'm glad they make it. Yeah. Because you got to, like, sometimes you got to make something. You don't even necessarily know to. why you got to make it, but you're like, I got to get this out. That's true. But, uh, but, but the, I forget how we got, we got talking about performance art, and I mentioned the red gloves thing. Well, that, you know, that's a big, yeah. And yeah. so there's, there's, but it's like, I love performance art for that reason is that they're like, you don't have to follow, I don't have to worry about the audience as much. I can sort of like follow my own impulses and, and whims and desires for, for like a different, the, the reason I like performance art is I think there's a lot of like brand new landscapes that are, that are birthed mm. in, in the world of performance art. Whereas like in commercial theater, you, you, it's got to sell something and there's great stuff on Broadway or, or wherever yeah. that, but it has to, it has to follow rules so that people can stay engaged. Like it's there to engage people and to share a story or whatever. Um, but I like that performance art doesn't do that. Yeah. I think it as I, much, I think it has its own sort of <clears throat> set of rules and vocabulary. Like I do agree that, you know, in a, in an ideal world, performance art would birth these new landscapes and these new con set of conventions. But I think often in every context, there's, there's some, you know, formula or some sort of set of rules that need to be followed. Like, you know, a performance art piece, you know, probably is going to have nudity. It's probably going to have food play. It's probably going to have some sort of like rape text, you know, like that that's probably like it's probably going to be in there you know what i mean and maybe maybe there's some like object that represents the patriarchy probably and <laughs> right, you know and right, and right, like right. You, yeah. you can probably find that in in most of the performance art pieces i've seen as opposed there's to there's a subversive thing almost well, always well but yeah but subversive yeah i mean maybe yeah i mean right but subver but it becomes Wrote, I guess, sort of that subversive things becomes like, like oh yeah, we have to have a subversive thing because. I don't know. I don't. I I I I, I definitely see what you're saying. I think most. I think most of it is, has has those elements to it. Uh, but I guess the few places where, where I don't see that <clears throat> are in is in is in the work of um. People have been making performance art for a long time. Okay, yeah. You know who 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 made all of their, uh, you know, anti-establishment stuff. Yeah. And now they're just like, I'm a weirdo that does this, and this is my language, and here it is. Yeah. And and uh, and they've created uh, a body of work. I'm thinking of someone very specific right now who got me into performing. His name's Scott Heron, and uh, Scotty Heron, and he makes dance in the in the late eight in the 80s through the 80s he was making dance in the downtown okay. scene and he was a he was like a a, a big a, i don't know if he, he 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 would never say that he was a, a big name but he won a i think he won a bessie uh and he lives in new orleans and at the same time i was learning how to ride a unicycle and walk on stilts i well i met him walking on stilts he had moved to new orleans after being here and uh, and he invited me to be in a dance piece, so I suddenly was like, I can be a dancer. This is great. Uh, and I was in all these weird things with him, 
and that is what gave me the that is what gave me the the ability to call myself a choreographer and be like well you know uh, hey i'm making this dance piece but but the point is like i think that his i love i love his his stuff and it is by nature like just because he is someone who doesn't um doesn't go doesn't live the life you'd expect uh society to 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 give a person you know he's like made he lives his own life he just lives by his own his own thing and he makes his own weird art and so like there's i think in some performance art there's like that very intentional like fuck the world you know and in other more more like mature voices in performance art there's something that is a little bit more like how about this world Mm -hmm. and i love that stuff where it's just like it feels like a proposal of something else and take it or leave it this is like what i'm doing totally which i love for me you know at its best or at its most fundamental performance art casts the body as the art object and i think i think that you know I really like what you said about like how about this world like what like what is what happens when you use your body as like the porthole <coughs> or the tesseract to like transform oh, what's that word uh, tesseract like from uh, Wrinkle in Time oh it, you it's like some little portal that like zooms you around through space and time nice yeah um, but you know. If you use your body as the window into that new world, I think that that is beautiful. Yeah. And, and using dance, like you know, uh, dance is incredible. We're we're gonna be talking about dance for the rest of the time here, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We got to talk it. about DMD, brother. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Man, we got. It. We have to. I have yeah. so many thoughts. Oh, I love it. Um. But uh, I really, yeah. I don't know. I like. I like your. I like your story about Mr. Scotty Heron. And, awesome, dude. And about, like, yeah, offering offering a, a new world with, through, you know, through dance, through the dancing body. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of dancing bodies, <laughs> Billy, you have a project called Dance Move Daily. Yeah. Um, that I understand publishes a dance video on YouTube every day. Yeah. Uh, almost. Almost every yeah. day. Uh, five days a week? Uh, almost. Almost. <laughs> I, I, was, I was doing it five days a week. I was even doing it seven days a week when it was just me doing the dance moves. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, to bump it up a notch. But the, so we were talking about it a bunch last night. Nicolette and I uh, did some, uh, was it Dance the Masters? Dan- dance the Classics? It was uh, Dance Like the Masters. Dance Like the Masters. That happens on Thursdays. That's Thursday's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, Dance Like the Masters, in which you showed us three clips of ballet, and we had a few minutes to devise our interpretation of those ballet moves, which was super amazing. Uh, you asked us like if we thought it was fun, and I think it was certainly fun, but I found, I don't know if it's maybe us, but like it's very much, it feels like a puzzle or it feels like a game. You know, like it's very serious to like try and get it right to try and make it feel good it's like oh, good. It, the good. sort of the fun is in the problem solving of it and mm-hmm. i mean i i like that and we'll, we'll be doing that in a little bit too but m- like my one of my happiest moments or my most calm 
zen moments are when I'm like in the midst of creative problem solving. I love mm-hmm. that. That's like that's the place I want to be. That's why we do it in the cozy zone. We're going to do it momentarily. Mm-hmm. But Dance Move Daily is an epic, epic project. Um, and it, I, I had a project um, that is is similar to it. So me and a friend of mine started this viral video, what we wanted to be a viral video production company called Deli Proof. Um, and we would have, basically, we wanted series, uh, like a series of series. So we, we would, like, we created this unbelievably complex universe of, like, different, different series of sketches. And, like, we would have a cook, an online cooking show and all these, uh, you know, the, this, uh, it was a sketch called the Blue O'Tour, which was about this uh, very artful pornographer. We had this this series called Sophie and Susie Shannon about like a Hollywood socialite and her little dog, and they would, you know, meet different people. Um, and then I wanted to also like do something every day, and we I, we'd call it Deli Proof Daily. Um, and I no also, way. oh yeah, but like I, I did it for maybe like seven days <laughs> ever, you know, right? Like, but there, there is, I guess, like what I am feeling in you is sort of this, how nourishing and exciting it is to dream about this epic, infinite universe that you can create so like you have different themes of every day of the week and like there's different rules and different constraints for each one of these themes and the the like every every pathway takes you down this sort of unbelievably complex specific way um (laughs) yeah and i just i want to like want to talk about it i want to talk about that Mm. well do you want to talk about the individual themes can we start there? Yeah, let's start there. So, yeah, and, like, w- w- how did Dance Move Daily begin? You would film yourself? Right, right at this desk. Right at this man. desk. Right at this desk. I, the Artist Way. Oh, shit. Bam. I listened to you and Courtney oh, do yeah. a cozy zone. Oh, yeah, Artist Way. Um, I brought my morning pages to, just in case I would get up uh, in time to do them, but I, I didn't. We went to bed late. Yeah, got up early. I did do oil pulling though. Oh, that's what you call it. Oil pulling, the, yeah. The swishing. The swishing. Yeah. Swishing of you if you guys don't I don't know if you know this, cozy zoners, but Ben rinses with coconut oil for 50 is this right? Every 15 day. 15 minutes. Uh it, usually it's 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Do you do other stuff during that 20 minutes? Of course. Oh yeah. You walk around, you can take a shower, you get Seriously? get the coffee ready. Sure. Oh. Yeah, so, there's just no talking, really. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's almost it, it's probably a little meditative at some point. Oh yeah. Point. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I I hate talking in the morning. You know, uh do you know these these like Chinese uh balls that you sw- swirl around yeah. your hand? I don't yeah. know what they're called. Medicine balls. I no. So, medicine right. balls like a that, bigger that, Yeah, yeah, thing. that's not it. But but there is a medicine there's some sort of a healthy thing that happens. Anyways, it, I wonder if there's like cuz there's this like physical motion yeah. that you set into and it becomes meditative and I would imagine like swirling water or, or, or oil around in your mouth. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Mhm. Um so you're sitting at this table. Okay, so this table, yeah, Dance Move Daily started as uh Stupid Dance Move Daily. Okay. Stupid da- that stupid dance move daily. Is that a million dollar idea? 
<laughs> because because I was because that's just what it was. Like I was doing a stupid dance move every day. Yeah, and I don't think I ever posted that name anywhere. That was only, I was only in the journal, mm-hmm. and I knew it wasn't a good idea actually. But I was okay. like, that's, that's what it actually is. Yeah, right. And that's what I was doing, and it was easy. I'd be like riding my bike, and I would just turn my phone on. Like and flip the lens, uh, do the like selfie, mm-hmm. the selfie thing, on video, and I would just like dance on my bike, bike to like the music that the car was playing as I passed it. Oh wow! And that would be like the dance move of the day is mm-hmm. me, you know. But and so I, and I would post and I would post a, a lot of these and um, and then, <laughs> you know, luckily it it evolved from. Uh, it ev- well, not luck. I mean, whatever. Like, it could have stayed that. But the thing is, after after doing that red gloves project, like, I wanted to make something that I I I, I I'm in the process of figuring out how to make it something that's like more that 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 more people like. You know, that's like a more popular thing. And um, and I've I've spent some long making weird performance art that like it take it's like taking me a while to learn how to like communicate the entirety of the idea cuz i think i'm used to like just like this is what i make there it is and right, it's like right. and i feel like we, like like this has been a really good exercise of like here's this kind of weird idea of uh two people who are not trained dancers um dancing like uh trained dancers well they they have to imitate the the dance moves of these trained dancers how do i shoot it uh, how do I and I like for example now how I shoot I shoot it with you two are watching the yeah. video right mm-hmm. and I leave all this space in the upper left hand corner so that I can then like picture in a picture the video that you're watching which is super cool which was a friend's idea I shot with uh, a great clown Adina Valerio she, she and I shot one with her and she's like it would be much more interesting if we were watching them watch it and I had and I was like you're right. And so the next time we shot, I shot a video, I did it that way. And I was like, this is, this is the answer to that. But there have been a lot of, uh, there have been a lot of, uh, uh, explore, there's been a lot of exploration and discovery along the way. Cause I don't, I don't know. I like, I, it's just starting, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a project with, with very, that's just taking shape. So that theme dance like the masters is Thursday. We're going to start th- with Thursday. Um, Friday is at the moment it's called, it's just, um, dancing around the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just post, uh, someone else's content of video from, from like some corner of the, the world that's lesser known. Uh, cause there's some crazy dance out there, like insane, weird folk dances that are about, you know, like uh, rituals of slaughtering animals. And there's this dance that goes around it. And like this village always does that. And, it's 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 a cool like it's fun to find those videos, Mo- and then I'll skip the weekend because there's nothing on the weekend. Go it's back to rest. Me. You have to take care of yourself. I and that's like gotta edit all those videos. It's it's I don't know how to do it. I think you need. I think you need. Um, you were joking about interns, but I think you need a, one person for each day of the week. You need like a producer. You need like a like a you know. I need, I need like to be the producer. producer. No, but I mean... And make but, them the editors. Oh, sure. But you need someone... Well, you, you're the executive producer, right? And then you have all these, you know, five other people who are responsible for their day of the week. That's a good idea. Yeah. 
because I mean, right now I'm editing all of them, and it's it's uh it's I don't mind I like it because I'm learning so much about comic timing right in 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 doing the editing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this is actually interesting. Like as a performer, to watch other people do things and realize when it needs to speed up or when it should slow down or when they should move on or whatever it is. But uh, but anyways, <clears throat> the editing is one thing. Monday's theme is um is going to be well it's still in development and it's i it's uh i'm like hesitant to talk about it cuz it's because i haven't i haven't uh gone public no, with it like, you know you let's let's do it let's go public it with yeah, it yeah yeah <coughs> okay it's um i told you and Danny about it last night but it's it's going to be called uh weekend's news all right and uh i have a friend from high school who who you know who lives here her name is Esther Blanchard and she uh studied news like like communications in college and wanted to be a newscaster or have a radio show which now she's actually like doing this she's going to do her own podcast we had a lovely conversation about starting a podcast yeah um and so we're going to do this one called the we- the weekend's news and she will be uh she's going to Pick, we're going to pick three of the top news stories from the weekend, and she's going to summarize them and talk about them. And then instead of, in the same way that uh, you could have like a sign sign language interpreter, um, we're going we're to have a dance interpreter of the news. And so this is the one where I get to perform yes. and be interpreting the news through dance while she's reading it uh, real time. And it'll probably be the same format, like the picture in a picture thing, where she's, you know, she's the anchor person. And I'm in the corner dancing, uh, you know, whatever the news is. I would, I would switch those maybe because it's not a bad idea. I want, you know, if we're if we're in it for the dance, you know, and she's just reading, we can see her little face in the square, and then the rest of the screen is your beautiful interpretation. Yeah, that that's that's a good that's a good suggestion. Yeah, um, might just do that. Cool. <laughs> uh, so that's Monday. Tuesday is is called Danceify That. Okay. And it's it's uh the same it's a similar structure to Thursday where but this one you have dancers who watch a short video clip of uh something that I surprise them with. It could be like um someone freaking out on a roller coaster, it could be uh someone having a hard time walking their dog, it could be uh a sign blowing off of a building. Or it could be uh, whatever, and they watch they watch a ten second clip, and then they have to turn that into dance choreography. And uh, a lot of the fun of that is trying to find the right video for the dancers. So if I I know the dancers, I can I can uh, try to find something that I think will bring like, like a more playful side out of them, or challenge them, or make use of like some incredible stuff that I know they can do. Um, and they create, you know, a short a short scene, short choreography, and then Wednesday is just called you dance, and you and hopefully I'll 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 like the the goal of that one is to uh, I I shot a video, uh, well Ben you shot it video the other night oh yeah where it's sort of like a how to make your own dance move daily video where you just have a friend hold up a phone and you pop into the frame, you say your name. You dedicate the dance to something. You take six steps back. You dance for 15 seconds. Dancing. Dancing. Dance, 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 dance. Then you take two steps forward and you do 
the big finish and then you send and then th- that video is sent to me and then I edit it down and we'll I'll see another fucking more editing yeah I really wish I could make that one where I didn't have to edit yeah, anything why, yeah you should just put like a bumper why edit it because it's uh, I, I, I have to I can't use people will put Beyonce on oh. and dance to it and then I can't post it well can you tell them not to yeah but people want to dance to music right like it's hard to it's hard to dance to I mean uh, we can you dance in your kitchen when you're cooking sometimes you but just how like do wave you... a whisk around but oh but so you just need to like <clears throat> when they're actually dancing you need to cut out the music or I'll I what I do is I I add music on top right over over the audio that is in the video they've recorded and I usually speed it up a little because okay. the it's a, it's the internet is killing our attention span and I am I'm playing along um and just like uh you know trying to tighten it up and make it a little bit more make it something that everyone can sit through which usually means making it a little shorter um not always not always the case but uh yeah and so those are the those are the five the five themes all right so let's see here if i have gotten it all so we have um um weekends news Whoa. I think it's I think it's okay. There's someone walking. I, I think I think uh oh. what's going on? I I think he is differently abled. Okay. And um that's that's how he walks. I wish he would just walk along the buildings and hold on to the building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's alright. Yeah. Um yeah, not a lot of people so far. But yeah, no, I he did uh it is interesting, you know, about like sort of our our prototypes of how human beings should move, and then when something challenges that, how like or uh, disturbing is not the right word, but it 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 uh, it really it's j- yeah j- like jarring. J- yeah, we both were like, huh? Oh, whoa! Yeah, wow. like uh, he had a very um, it was like one leg uh, didn't couldn't support his weight yeah and so he would only as he was walking he would try to quickly step through yeah the weight on that yeah on that leg and then catch himself with the other leg catch himself again yeah and then would hold on to a tree to to light posts um all right let's see what what is tuesday Tuesday is Danceify That. Danceify Those That. Are the dancers. That's right. the one that really has legit dancers that's going nice. at it. That's great. Danceify That. Then uh, you dance. You dance. Then Wednesdays. dance like the masters and <clears throat> dance around the world. Dance around the world. Yeah. Great. Those are them. Um, well, um, and you're really uh, you you're giving yourself two years to make this project profitable. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm giving myself. I think it's gonna take me two years to do, to to um, like sculpt it out, mm-hmm. and the the profit the profit thing is something that like I I'm putting so much time and effort into this thing that excuse me I I really like I I want to make I want to make it work yeah for me you yeah. know I want to be able to like. Uh, to make some money off of it, but I want also want it to be like the thing that I want it to be. Uh, 
And so it's funny because I've been to a handful of like YouTube meetup groups mm-hmm. and I went to the, they, they do like a happy hour uh, thing over at the YouTube offices. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, I got great suggestions from people who were like, you know, I know how to get you a million views overnight. Wow. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? You go, all you have to do, you have these dancers who do this danceify that thing. Yeah. All you need to do is a series where you danceify a hot YouTuber mm. who have, who they've got like 7 million viewers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I danceify, uh, I don't even know their names. I have to do my research, but there are these like, you know, hot YouTube Grace, kids. Grace Helbig. Grace Helbig. Is she a makeup person? No. I, Who's the makeup person? I there are a lot of them. There are a lot. Yeah, but if I if I let's say they have like a million Twitter followers and they have all these they have all these friends everywhere around right. the world. Right. If I danceify them, if they get a kick out of it, they're gonna they're gonna repost. There, it's gonna be like an homage to them. They're right. gonna tweet it. They're right. gonna and every all, everyone in their network will see it. Yeah. And my channel will get crazy traffic. Right. From that. Now my goal isn't to like make dance out of famous youtubers but as i grow the channel like that would be a nice dose of steroids yeah to get it to get it going so Absolutely. i i have to i have to do i got to uh essentially think more i'm thinking too much like i i gotta drop some of the the art the art project and bring in like and latch on to some more uh like popular stuff yeah do it for some reason there's a dichotomy there for me uh, but I just need to like, you know, cause I think that that'll, that brings it into a, a larger viewership and I, I want to figure out how to make this something that everyone can enjoy, Yeah, which is partly why there are different themes. And that just keeps me excited and interested cause I have like all of this different type of problem solving to do, totally. you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think it would be great, you know, as people, I imagine there'd be people who would get a kick out of like, you know, being in charge of each one of these streams. And like, you don't want to like editing is so much like I don't edit cozy zone very much. It's literally just like, it's it's a painstaking process. It is. And I, you know, I just, maybe I tweak the levels. I put the, you know, intro and outro on there. I do an intro myself and that's it. Like, you know, maybe it's an hour of editing for, you know, this, the long, long cozy zone. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, like, you know, but having the vision, like, you know, you're a good people person. You're good at like setting up the shoots, you know what I mean? But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you could deliver your content to someone to like deal with. Part of, I think, I think like part of what it's going to take to get someone interested to do that is the project having, uh, sufficient sufficient traffic and viewership so that like if you're if you're uh, uh, at at SVA right now right, right. and you're studying video editing and you want to become a video editor dance with daily is not a lot it's it wouldn't be a lot of work for that person yeah but it's something that they have to do and they and it, they people want to have their name on a project so what I'm hoping is that I can find uh, video editors who want credits, production credits, yeah. and can be put in charge of something that's not all that demanding. But I think that, you know, if I was that, if I was that kid, I would want, I would be more motivated if I knew that like 10,000 people were going to watch my thing and see right. my name. Right. And right now, yeah, but, like a hundred people or but, 700 people are going to see it. But, you know, <clears throat> I think, 
maybe not though. Maybe not. I, yeah. I I like the way you're thinking right now. Yeah. I think that maybe maybe I should just start like look right now. Yeah, you should just today. A- absolutely, ask for what you need and you'll get it. This is, that's that's so true. Yeah, that's like a thing that sometimes you need to be reminded of. Oh yeah, I do all the time. All of this advice is stuff I should give myself. Do you feel do you feel like you I never, have anything on hold right now? I never ask for help. Uh, I never ask for enough help. Oh, there's so many things on hold. Like what? Like projects? Well, like stuff that you're not doing because you're like, oh, if only I had this, then I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking about like doing open mics. Like I don't have time to do open mics. Like I'm doing all this other stuff. Right. And I tell myself I don't have time, but really I'm just afraid. That's good. That's good that you can just say that. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest... That's the biggest hurdle. Yeah. It's like not being in denial about oh, yeah. what the actual issue at hand is. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's all I, I am in a I am in a, a moment right now where I am I am trying to deal with all of the stuff in my life. Like, you know, tidying up. You're moving right now. I'm too. moving. Yep. I'm moving right now. It's big, you're huge. Oh yeah, that's a that's a you guys don't know that, but uh yeah, Nicolette and I found a Found a new place, and we're going to be moving in soon. This is great. Yeah, it's uh, so it's such a stressful. It is. It's crazy. I, I've heard that it's the 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 second most stressful thing uh, that, uh, to to planning a wedding. Oh my god! This, it, like that you can experience in your life. Oh, wow! Moving Chi- child, child, child. Maybe, having a child, it might be big. But and that's but I guess it's never it, it's never over. Whereas a wedding is over, <coughs> moving right. is over, moving is over. But and. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's great. You guys found a spot. Yeah, no, it's totally good. Um, yeah, dance move daily. I think it's going to happen. Let's let's talk about let's talk about money. Let's talk about money. Um, what is your relationship to money? Like, how do you feel about money in your life? How does it make you feel when we say money? When I say money, I mean the first. I just think I want more. Yeah. That's the first thing I think. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I like, I would like to have more money. Yeah. Like, I don't want to work all the time. Totally. I want to, I want to work all the time on my own stuff. Yeah. You want money to do all your own we're, stuff. We're, we're, we're lucky. I, can I say that? Yeah. Can you, I say that? You can like, say whatever you want. I don't know, but I'm speaking for you and I don't know if it's true. I'll just say I, 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 f- I feel lucky. We, we, I feel like. Oh, I feel lucky. Like, I work for a place that, that, uh, that I believe in. Yeah. And I and I think that uh, I've spent a lot of time working. Who I mean, who doesn't have like a handful of jobs that suck? Yeah, and I, now that I have a job that doesn't suck, I have a few jobs that don't suck. Um, I feel I feel exhausted, and I feel like uh, the hustle of being a teaching artist, running around lots of different schools, and doing you know going up to the Bronx for one hour of work. And then coming home, it's it that it can it can be a lot, but uh you know two weeks later I'll have a bunch of work down the street that makes up for it. Yeah, and, you know, so it's not it's not really something to, uh, to complain about, but it's it's a lot to juggle. Teaching artist, yeah, the life of a teaching artist, right, is just all over. Yeah. All over the all over the city yeah. all the time. Absolutely. There's not very much routine, which is partly why I like my cozy zone because I can wake up and yes. be here mm-hmm. and it's a 
it's a ritual. Yeah. You you said about it something that I will never stop thinking about. It's it's a place where you can sit where nothing has gone wrong yet. Early in the morning yeah. in your cozy zone. Yeah. yeah. Everything is fine. I I think that's really amazing and I often feel like yeah there's definitely going to be a point where something has gone terribly wrong and I right. just feel so anxious and <laughs> shitty about it. Um yeah, oh money you want to talk about. Well, money. but I guess what I notice that I empathize with a lot is you know you you like dance move daily like you are bankrolling it like you you know you are you rent a studio space you have equipment you you know probably you know got a like a logo design you have business cards printed out you uh uh you know have um a logo designed roommate I, roommate oh great brilliant awesome for free free awesome she 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 is doing more and more production design work yeah and so she uh, wants to branch out. So, and we have, she did red gloves. Like now we're doing this. We, yeah. we get along so well. Yeah. It's, a, it's a piece of cake and it's fun to work together. Yeah. But I guess but I'm lucky. Yeah. But I guess yeah. what I'm saying is like you, I, I feel the same way. Like it is worth spending money on the thing that nourishes you. Like, for example, like all of this cozy zone setup. Like, this was a, yeah, this a, is a nice setup. It is. Man. And it was, it's a birthday present I bought for myself. You know, yeah. I was like, you know what? I want, I want to do this and I'm going to buy the tools for it. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I, it seems that you feel the same way often. Is this even plugged in? No, it's all batteries. It's all batteries. That's why so, you did Courtney's in the Park. You, how you yeah, we do can Courtney's do, we do it anywhere in the world. Wow. Yeah, that's we, so cool. We go anywhere. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think that there's nothing more uh there's there's nothing more important than knowing knowing what's going to make you a happier more enriched and fulfilled person mm-hmm. and I feel like once you know what that is and I feel like projects have been that for me so I I I have uh I've always I've always uh, put a lot into you know a lot of time a lot of all types of currency have gone into it you know like relationships are affected by projects uh my bank account is destroyed by projects yeah uh you know my time my time is is divvied up in a way that that you know like a lot of it a lot of time i i wish i spent more time having uh like dinners with friends yeah. you know and yeah. this is maybe just a little bit of uh you know i think I, I i am a people person but i think i have a little bit more like social anxiety than 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 i like to admit maybe or or that that most people would think when they see me so i think Fair i enough. sometimes like put my time into projects because uh because i have social anxiety wow i think i think that if i was uh, super successful uh, socially and had all those graces, like I might spend less time on my own working on projects. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, what do you think? That I sound mean, weird? I, no, I mean, I, I get it, but I, yeah. I, I think it's probably good that <clears throat> you have that social anxiety. I don't mind it because yeah. I found a way to to enjoy that energy. Yeah. Like that energy needs to go somewhere. So I oh, like oh, do this project and the project's fun. And the project's like we're hanging out, we hang out and chat the video. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a way to socialize. Yeah. I I love it. Yeah. Um, so the reason I the reason I bring up money is I am uh, 
I'm the ambassador of a of an imaginary foundation called the Cozy Zone Foundation. Mm. Um, and this foundation um, has a lot of money. They're they're in they're of an enormous endowment. They have contributions from uh, the majority of the wealthy people on Earth, mm-hmm. um, and their endowment um, allows artists uh, to collaborate uh, and they provide unlimited funds for this collaboration and uh, and I have been asked to commission you and I uh, to create a project together with these unlimited funds uh, yeah. and so I'm really excited to to talk about that I feel like I just won the lottery yeah yeah me too <laughs> me too I'm really I'm really excited to be working with you on this yeah um and it, you know it could be anything we want. We just have to agree on it, and we have to come up with a name, a name and a concept, mm-hmm. um, and then that should be enough to, uh, you know, to uh, release the funds, as it were. Love it. Yeah. <clears throat> the first thing just popped into mind. Yeah. Is um is a wave. You know the wave like at Yankee Stadium. Uh huh. Like the that you stick your arms up in the air. Yeah, and everyone uh-huh. just wah goes yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I want there to be a wave around the world. Okay, great. And like where there's ocean, there would just be a wave. Like we'd figure out with scientists how to like carry the wave across the ocean to the next continent. Wow. And then a person would pick up the wave there. Wow. Um, can that be part of the... Sure. That can be part of sure. it? Sure. That's a... So it sounds like... It sounds like that there is this... Uh, there. You want a global scope. You want a participatory art project yeah. where, like, most people on Earth are participating. Yeah. Um, and I... While I, you know, I like the idea of the wave, I wonder I wonder if it's something... If it's something a little more specific uh, and something that reflects more of our sort of aesthetic uh, offering. Like, the wave, you know, we all know the wave. Like, we grew up doing it. And it's, oh, I just want that to be a small part of it. Got it. Got yeah. It. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not the whole project. Yeah. I just want that to be like in there somewhere, maybe. Because yeah. I'm almost thinking, like, I'm almost wondering if we couldn't, uh, like, restructure the world, like the the schedule of the world for a week, mm. and so that everything in the world that's happening gets put on hold for one week, and we design a week. There's like a a world vacation, a world. Uh... Yeah, what is? How do you? Okay, that but that's that's seriously disruptive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, performance art and dangerous. Performance I mean, art. I don't know. I'm thinking about like, what do you need to make a society run? You need transportation. You need hospitals. You need food production. Um, We'd have to like, yeah, that would all have to be um, put on hold. Yeah. Or, but, but you know, people still need to eat. People still need to like, you know, shit's going to happen. Buildings are going to burn down. People are going to murder no, each other. No, 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 not during this week. Like that would be part. I think that would be part of the project is how to assure. Uh, this okay. Is, this is a huge. It's a huge thing. Okay, so we're we're gearing up for this week, and it's like it's like this <clears throat> global pilgrimage. And I really like the image of people sort of lining up by the ocean, sort of you know as like messages are traveling across the ocean, like people are all on the coasts. And it also feels kind of urgent, thinking of global warming, thinking of of coastlines vanishing as the the ocean levels rise, you know what I mean? It's occurring to me, we could have just, like, done a sketch comedy scene. What do you mean? Like, where we just, uh, like, did tricks with mayonnaise. What? 
Now I'm just suddenly overwhelmed a little bit. Wait, oh, oh, you're saying our project could be a sketch comedy with tricks of mayonnaise. But, all right, sorry. Wait, you know what? That's me being afraid is what that is. Well, no, that's okay. But, but you want to – tell me more about this mayonnaise sketch. Um, I'm just suddenly realizing that this is a huge project that oh, we're yeah. doing. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal is that, for it to be it, huge. It, it, we have a lot of money. And we have time and we have resources to make this huge be project. Be brave. But so, you know, but so what are we asking people to do? So we're asking the world to, like, stop, uh, to, to, like, have a week, an entire week where everything is different. Or, and we need a bit of structure and we need, we, need, we need to, how would we guarantee people's safety? That's... Because like people think, are going to be having babies, people are going to die. People, you know, yeah, the, like yeah. the everything keeps moving. Even even if you say stop, which is also maybe part of the art. Like, I think that like the like babies would be delivered by uh, midwives in who who are on call. So there's still like the government. The government is still is still functioning. Okay. There's still there's still governing bodies. Okay. Well, we don't need really the we don't need the government. Well, I don't know. There are wars. There are wars. Wars, right. wars are happening wars right now. Are happening now. That's the kind of thing that like I would like that has to stop for a week. Yeah. It can start right back up okay. when the week's over. Okay. But I think f- if we have unlimited resources, we could pay uh, Russia like so much money that they're going to stop uh bombing like random tar I don't even understand Syria. what's happening with this crap I don't, right I don't now. either man it's so bad we bombed a hospital a doctors about borders hospital in Afghanistan right. it's really bad right it's really bad i it's yeah we need so it's like a, a bad title of, of what we're doing is like stop drop and roll like yeah. we, we just we want that we want everyone to just stop we want to I think you're onto something big time with that because we have a friend who has a great body role. Oh yeah, and uh, Eric Atkins, she uh, guest of she did a cozy zone. She did a cozy. I zone. haven't listened to that one yet. Oh, yeah, it's 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 good. I gotta listen to that. Yeah, so yeah. they're there for you when you're ready. Um, but stop, drop, and roll. I could I could get down with that because I think if we actually if we brought Erica Atkins on to this, can we can we can start to delegate, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Because like, we'll there's to. a lot there's a lot of leadership that's going to have yeah. to be put into place. And if she's involved with, uh, you know, maybe it's not a wave. Maybe it's not a wave around the world. Maybe it's a roll around the world, like a body roll, a around body the roll world. around the world. I I I I just want to push against that a little bit. Um, like why, why would we do a body roll? Like what, like we're, I understand, like, I think the idea of stopping everything makes a lot of sense. Stop war, stop, like stop all the bullshit. You know, we really want everyone in the world to stop the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Stop making bad decisions. Stop exploiting labor. Let's like stop, like we got to stop and like look at the water. I like the, so in my head I've justified body roll by like stop and like listen to your body like you know to do a body roll you need to like sort of really it's it's like a a physicalized body scan right so you you like start from the top of your head you like roll through you have to like be aware of of all the musculature and and you know how your body works yeah I think uh so wait so you're pushing back on it like I think I think that uh pros and cons 
Well, I don't, I don't even, I, I kind of am now, like that was just the first image that came into my yep, head. Yep. And the reason, but now what I like about it is not the body roll. Like it could be anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It could be like, you know, like these funny games of like you, you pass, pass an orange, you know, oh, without yeah. your hands oh, yeah. or you like, it could be anything. Yeah. But I like, I, what I like, that was just a whimsical idea. But what, now what I like about the project is just like what it's going to take to make it happen. Right. Like how do you get people to stop? Yeah. And, and, and it's like, since we have unlimited money, it's easy to think of that being the like motivating thing, but then that's not that satisfying. What's that? Like, uh, everyone at, uh, four o'clock, you're going to get a hundred bucks to be part of a global body roll. Oh yeah. Uh, That wouldn't be that exciting. So it's more like, how could you make people want to stop to like be part of this thing that is like global that shows like cohesion among uh our human species uh you could even there'll be dogs dogs could be part of the the the, the body roll probably all, all animals but yeah. like the, there's some the sun is is in our faces now in this yeah. beautiful it's way it's wild yeah. right this is this is now the day the this day is the happened. day um bravo food market is opening up must be eight o'clock yeah oh definitely it's nine holy shit yeah um, yeah, we've wow. been, we've been, we've been going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, like, what would you, what would make you stop and like go to, go to a body <clears throat> of water? Like what would, what, I like the body of water thing. Yeah. Um, I think that if, uh, if all, if like my, uh, my friends were gone. Mm-hmm. I think if it was like a social, mm-hmm. a social thing. Okay. Okay. Like maybe, maybe it, the body roll is part of a, is part of a day where you eat, you know, you're there with your friends. Like maybe there's, there's like a, a big, a big feast mm-hmm. that happens. Um, and there is, you know, like my group of friends and, and the, by extension, like, and you're, you're a friend and then I meet your friend. Like, so you're, there's just this like, sort of like extension of the of the like connection to others is, it is a, happening is it about bathing is it about like washing yourself Ooh. like it like the whole world stops and goes to bathe like just passes a bar of soap passes a bar of soap but like it's cold in in places often and there's not water everywhere you know where people live like right. desert people you go to a pool like you ha- like you find water I think that you find, I think that, I think that, uh, I'm getting some paper yeah. so we can draw. Great. So if you had, uh, the entire, if the entire world, uh, this is, this is Africa. Okay. This is like Europe and that Asia. Part, uh, and then it's like, it's just Canada. Yeah. And the like United States is here uh-huh. and New Mexico, South America. Yeah. Like you've got. The Atlantic, and yeah. you have the Pacific. Yeah. And let's say that it starts in New York, just because that's where we live. Okay, yeah. Um, so if it's going to start here, uh, are we talking about, like, passing it along the coastline of of the, wor- of the world? Like, coastline. Yeah, and then there's Great Lakes in there. People would go oh, to... Oh, you know, just bodies of, water, bodies of water. Bodies of yeah. water. So they're every. Oh, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so... That's very cool. So go to water, and you know, maybe it's a pool, maybe it's a bucket, or maybe... But, like, I, it, water seems urgent, 
you know, there's something like our relationship with water, our relationship with each other. We're going to be fighting over water, not yeah. in the not too distant future. We probably right. already are. Right. We already are a little bit. Yeah. Um, so um, do you like drink water, you bathe, you interact with the water. So the 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 charge is to honor the water, to to thank the water. What is this? What is this reminding me of? Oh, that water project where people pray for the pray in the water, or it's 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 way it's not prayer, but it's like an energy. It's like blessing the water. Okay. Have you have you heard of this? No. Oh, there's a beautiful, uh, strange, esoteric, uh, like totally out there, but awesome and gorgeous. I say, but because it it's a little like it's a little bit beyond my my like ability to believe in okay. a weird way yeah, like yeah. it's like i just i'm i'm i i need i'm not always so good at just like latching on to some big spiritual thing because of because i used to be spiritual and so now i'm like wait a minute yeah uh but there's a water blessing there's like someone i think it's a japanese guy who started a water blessing thing and the energy in the water uh changes measurably when people are having setting their intentions on positive things while in the water mm. and it i think i've heard this and then you freeze it and you like look at the crystal structure uh, this yeah you like yeah. say i love you to the water and, and it, it spells love or something yeah, weird and then like you, that. but that is weird because in what language would that like water doesn't speak a language you know no but I, I have heard this, and then people say, I hate you to the water, and it, it's different, and it's dark, and I, I've heard I've heard of this. But, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know, I think, like, yeah, having, having <clears throat> the world set a water intention is... I, you know, I like, I like there to be, H2 like... H2 Ocean. I like H2 Ocean. All right, H2 Ocean. I, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, I like the idea of there being, like, okay, so we have bathing, we have drinking... We have um, what else do we do with water? We bathe, we watch we watch those are the main things I do with water. Yeah, bathe, drink, splash people, splash, water balloons. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. like dil- diluting. It yeah, with with, with water. crappy ideas. No, come on, diluting water, w- deleting our uh, diluting our idea. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, but those those two things are so essential. So you, yeah, you either give yourself to the water or you take in the water. Like you, you take it in your body or you give your body to it. Right. Those yeah. Are the, those are the, that's the dichotomy that we've set up there a little bit. What is, what is like the, the goal, the purpose of, of your wanting there to be people in water? I guess I'm just thinking about, you know, this idea of, of global connection that like acknowledging that we are all connected, uh, that we all have water in us, that we need to protect our water, that we're all on this earth together. You know, I think it's really easy to forget that, and we we willfully ignore that fact. Um, it's almost like a global water pilgrimage of some sort, like like that we the water water is deified. Yeah. In this art project. Like what if what if water was God? What would how would we like what would a global water holiday look like? Yeah. 
And I think that's what we <coughs> we want to set that up. Stop war. Stop like. Let's take care of one of like the essential, like this essential. This is what we uh, life giving. Like we substance. rely one hundred percent on there being water. Yeah. And this is I now now I'm wondering if there isn't. Um, you know, a, uh, like a cycle, like if, if we don't do a number of things together, like we, we all, you know, it's, it reminds me of like a, a communion type yeah, thing where yeah. like we all drink water together or we all like bathe together or like taking turns, yeah. like bathing each other yeah, or, um, you know, like I'm wondering if we, there isn't just like a day where you do things with other people in water yeah it doesn't need to be a week it's like a no yeah a day a day but and but we have to make sure it happens in everywhere and it doesn't need to be the same day but but i think there needs to be like this is not dissimilar to a another global reaching project uh that i did or devised with erica reinch um but it had to do with like singing Mm. Uh, but this is not about singing. This is about, I think, worshiping water or or exalting water, which nice. I, which feels really important. Yeah, um, like that. water world. I'm just just riffing. Water world. Uh, water, water, wonder, water. Uh, will willful water. Woof. What's a good? What's a good? Uh, what are some more other uh, alliteration? And what is wa- water? Is liquid water? Not the water project. No. Um, um, our water, water globe. We drink it. We breathe. We we can. You can. Communion. It, it can be solid. Communion is pretty good. Um, baptism. I mean, water is very religious. It like ritual rite. Water rite. Right. Rite of water. Water. Waterways. Water. Uh, we, I'm not sure. There's Wave. like I'm thinking of like the different states of 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 water. Steam, you know. There's ice. like steam and there's ice and there there uh, like um like this different types of steam. Like imagining like uh, dry ice, mm-hmm. like this sort of like foggy. That's a that's a beautiful beautiful state. Dry ice and that's um, that's um that's f- solid. It's solid and gas. Well, it's a it's a solid gas. It's a super chilled gas. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's not a. It's like I I don't yeah. know if it's carbon dioxide or if it's. I think it is. <clears throat> um, is that? I think it's. Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know. Frozen carbon dioxide. I forget. Is it? I I thought there was something like, uh, unhealthy, about dry ice. I don't know. Not, Maybe not. Not too unhealthy. I don't no? think so. Oh, cool. If it's carbon dioxide, you shouldn't like breathe it. Mm, right, but um, um, water waves, um, Flash. tide drops, tide drops, tears, mm. uh, sweat, moisture, dew. Uh, stick. It's reminding me of like you know sticking to someone on the subway, like you sit down, and you're sweating, mm. and, like you stick, like there's like this, you're a wet, yeah, wet body, wet willy. Wet willies. Oh. Wet. Wet willy. Um, wet world. Wet the wedding. Wetlands. W- wet. W- wet and wild. <laughs> wet hot. Wet hot. Uh, wet hot water project. Wet hot. Um, d- 
drips. <laughs> um, what is yeah? What is what is water? Water is it's a liquid. It's the liquid. It's um, it's like the life. It seventy percent. Yeah, I think at is? least. Yeah. Um, w- um, we should give ourselves a time limit. Yeah, we're close. We're getting there. You're 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 keeping tabs on it. Yeah. I feel like I come up with better ideas when I know there's right. a time let's, limit. Uh, so in the net, what, what, let's, give, let's ourselves give ourselves one minute. One minute. One minute. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, water, wild whistle, water, liquid, water parade, wet, wing, wave, uh, current. Um, uh, current. Uh, rip, riptide, ripple. Let's do that one word, word for word. Riptide, ripple, like a ripple. Uh, puddle. Ring, wave. World ripple. Um, welcome, well, welcome party. Wa- water welcome. Water welcome. Welcome wetness. W- um, witchcraft. Wetness, wet witchcraft, strange brew, um, bitches brew, um, bras, like bras, bras, (laughs) (laughs) the famous pornographer. (laughs) (laughs) Such a that'd be such a such a beautiful yeah that'd be a good good, like burlesque name yeah bras (laughs) lerman. Damn, no, that's uh, that's a different project. Too. Yeah, yeah. This is this is uh, this is like a, a blue blue. Oh, uh, blue world. Blue uh, rising tide rising. Um, uh, water rising. Water rising waters. Right. There's like rising many tide. waters. There's, there's a Madeline Langle book. Um, what about? I okay, think we're like over a No, no, no. We're going. We totally are. We do. Yeah. No, wait, no better. No better ideas. Um, it's a it's a big one, yeah. Because we need we we're talking about world. I mean, water world would be. What about like we? What about like all right, water water. You, what about like we 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 like I robot, I robot we water, water <laughs> we we water we water we water um, our water water hour. Spelled uh H. In there, this makes it a performance art project. Oh, parentheses H, our water. Our. Um, our water. Our water. No, water you can't hour. do that. Our, our water. Um, I think it could just be called Water Day. Water Day? Just, like, make it accessible. Water time? People won't even know what's actually happening. Water Day. Water Day. Water day, everybody. Water Let's go day. down to the water. Are you guys doing something for water day? What are you guys doing? We gotta go. Go for Get water in the day. Car. Water day. Water day, everyone. All right. Because you go to a water park. You do go to a water everybody park. Everybody goes to a water park. Yeah, on park. water day, you have to do what's water day. People people go to a water park, and it, it's not called like bond with your family park. No. You know? It's a water park. It's a water park, but you bond with your family. We could just call it Water Day, water and what day. happens on Water Day is like yeah, worship. What yeah, great. Water Day. Water Day. All right. Water Day. It's not It's not uh, glamorous. No, that's okay, but it's accessible. It's accessible, it says and what it's it is. essential. Oops. Yeah, Water Day. Water Day. Great. 
great. Water Day. Water Day, and this is this is a Water Day is a day where you worship water. Where you worship water. I don't know. This needs a little work, but I think we've got a I good. Think, I think it's. I we think have it's, a meaningful, beautiful thing. I think it's well on its way. We just want the whole world to get together and come together to worship water. Yeah, wherever they are and however they can. I think there need, there should be splashing involved though. Yeah, like yeah. there should be like a thirteen second splash break. Maybe, but you think about like all you know, water is scarce. Yeah, but this is our this is our day to like. Ap- the thing is, after this day, we're gonna take such better care of water that yeah. it won't be bad that we wasted some splashing. All right, is my my thought. Okay, because I think that what I think that we could change people's perception of like the this the 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 sacred nature we can hopefully just bump up people's respect level and awareness to a point where like some play with it would be okay yeah that's my, that would be my hope that's fair and i don't mind like getting rained on for example like i'm thinking about water on my head and how i like that and how yeah. so many people don't like that um but why don't you try it out try having some water on your head yeah you're going to you'll be fine water water day on your head, water day. I think that I think it's yeah. I think it's good. I think it's uh, yeah, global water day, world water day. It's direct. Yeah, it's just people, people, and then they're like, "What's what's water day?" I mean, it doesn't. It's not a glamorous name, is it? That's okay, but it's like <clears throat> we have to. We have to. The next cozy zone will have to figure out a tagline for it. Yeah, well, we can even work on that offline. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out a way to to. You know, exalt all these projects that we devise together. Do you know um, uh, Retta's uh, husband, Jeremy? I, I he works for three sixty. Three sixty. Three sixty. Three sixty five. Jeez, what's the name of the environmental organization? Oh, that like Bill McKibben uh, started up. Three three five twenty. S- no, five twenty. No, uh, I don't know. They do awesome global projects cool and uh we should we should bring them, them out yeah day. i think a brainstorm with them would yeah would have be, be valid, profitable that's amazing um well thanks billy uh <clears throat> listen the uh, sun is up the sun is up uh do you have any questions for me i guess uh i guess i like i don't know if i have questions i i i really i think this project uh is like perfect for you to do. Like I feel I feel like there are like I just I love when when I was I was talking I've talked to a couple people actually about it cuz it's just it's such a it's such a simple idea <clears throat> and and I think um I think that like there aren't many, there aren't I wouldn't necessarily like want to like sit and hang out with everyone for two hours, but I feel like, uh, I feel like it's a pleasure. Like this project is such a pleasure, you know, like well, it's, I, it's mutual. This has been a pleasure, but thank you so much for saying so. How, and maybe I could just, maybe that could be my simple, like just question is like, how, and like, why did you, what do you hope that cozy zone, uh, what will be the legacy of cozy zone? What will be the legacy of Cozy Zone? Well, you know, I on the way here, I was actually listening to episode one, 
with Nicolette and I in uh, Saragina in the restaurant. Uh, that was the first episode we did, and I was nervous about it. And but but it also it captures a moment of my life, like it's it's autobiographical, it's biographical for my guests. Um, I think what we talked about before about figuring out how to survive in the world. Um, you know, if you're a creative person, if you're a New Yorker, there seems to be a lot of pressure to f- appear like you have it all figured out. And that, you know, that you are invincible and, you know, that you can take up the space that you need to take up anywhere in the world. And I think what's nice about Cozy Zones is it is a an acknowledgement that we are all vulnerable, that we all need to retreat somewhere, that we all do retreat somewhere, that there is a place that no one can touch us, where we can be ourselves, where we can dream about art, where we can talk about these sensitive, scary things, uh, talk about fantasies. Um, and we all have different methods of feeling safe and I guess you know I just want to talk to as many people as I can in their in their spot in their cozy zone and I feel like it it puts people in a mindset of where they are honest and vulnerable and it's such an honor for me to go there um but you know I I would want to have cozy zones I would want to do this all over the world I would want to do it in each of the 50 states mm-hmm. I would want to I don't know talk to sitting presidents I would t- want to talk to famous people I would want to talk to military people people whose job it is to appear strong and invincible in the place where they are vulnerable and uh you know relaxed uh that would be that would be a dream do you feel like you have a lot of, um, like, are you a, are you an easy sharer? No, I don't think so. Well, in terms of like things about myself, mm-hmm. I mean, it depends. You know, I in a context like this, I try to be as forthcoming as possible and as honest as possible. But I think my default mode is asking questions of other people so that I don't need to disclose myself that's like a defense mechanism that i i do listener listen listening listening in order so that i can hide behind other people's voices and experience um but i i think i'm working on trying to do you feel like this has had any kind of uh, impact on your um your openness or your um you're willing, like you're, yeah, just how you deal with the things that you hold inside and, and hide. Do you feel like yes. a, it's ch- that it's been affected? Yeah, I think so because I need to, I need to talk about it in a pithy, clear, relatable way. And mm. it forces me to reckon with those things and to, to talk about them quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like therapy is really helpful in doing that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. And I, I think, um, I'm also genuinely curious about 
people and their lives and especially like uh, creative journeys like how people mm. find the art that drives them yeah. and also the assumption that everyone is looking for some sort of art to drive them even if they don't necessarily identify as an artist yeah i what i what like just as you're saying all that it uh i think i don't think of I, I I hear what you're saying about the art stuff, but what really uh, like resonates, I guess, out of all that that you just said is the part about um, you know everyone going to a vulnerable place and we sort of share things that we maybe are 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 a little bit more difficult to put out into the world. And I've never been I've I've always been a little bit of an oversharer, where I just like you know even to the point of it being awkward or mm. turning turning someone. Uh, away Mm -hmm. uh and i and i and i don't know why i'm like that but i remember i think i i think it's just like uh, i haven't psychoanalyzed myself enough to know why i do that but what i what i love about this project is how it uh it it makes like it it brings us all to a similar level where 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 we admit those things and and i think that and i think that you know even when we were talking about like the difference between uh, politics and compromise and intimacy. Like there is a thing that happens when we know this full story and we, it doesn't have to ruin things, you know, like we, like we still are in the world and function and we make it happen and we live our lives. And, and at the same time, we are constantly climb it, it's a like a ropes course that you could fall and like everything could get fucked up totally but but you know like i feel like that reality can bring us all to a place where we're like we all could fall so let's like help each other out and i love that like leveling element of hearing about people's uh secrets or worries or vulnerabilities and i think that's so awesome about this project uh, that there's a, there's something that brings us all to a, 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 a sort of more honest, humane place where we get to know the real person. And, st- and I, I love, I love it. I feel like you're, I just feel like you're good at doing that. Thanks man. I, yeah, I really it's, appreciate that. Yeah, dude, it's great. And I would say too, personally like what you're speaking about like finding that vulnerable place that's the kind of art that is interesting to me like where you can harness that that truth like i feel like what you're talking about is 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 truth that is hard to show people yeah but i i'm really interested in showing people that truth and like finding it and and mustering up the courage to yeah give that to an audience because we all we're all feeling that way Cozy Zone. Billy, thank you so much for this Cozy Zone. Ben, uh, it's been awesome. It has been awesome. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming. Thanks for sleeping over. Oh, yeah. For, you know, we we ate a lot of food. We drank a lot of wine. Why? Rye. 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 Got up early. It's yeah, great. It's great. It's be- It's going to be a beautiful day. It is. Yeah. It's happening. Um, I guess uh, we can end with a, a song. Um, any song it can be cozy zone but we'll just like make a little we'll riff on a little 
song. coffee then we're gonna do the toffee then we're gonna have a coffee again again and uh, all day coffee drinking the coffee putting ice and milk and cream and splendor and coffee the sun goes up the sun goes up sun goes up and the sun goes down sun goes down and the sun goes up sun goes up and the sun goes down we are intimately Finding our peaceful, cozy zone And then He interviews friends It's awkward and then It's cozy zone Occasionally it's a lovely thing To be nosy in somebody's cozy zone So please Snuggle up sweet a beautiful thing, it's cozy zone. 